The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. This is Video Games to the Max, episode 196. Getting closer to that 200. We should have been way past 200 by now. That's, uh, yeah. that's another hit thing. In there. It's like funny, there's podcasts that started way later than we did, and they're like hitting that, and I'm like, damn, that's sad. We should have been there already, but... Uh, yes, so I am your host, Sean Garver, and here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. So, yeah, um, it's it's Thanksgiving right now, if you're in the United States, while we're recording this, uh, hopefully you're getting ready, not having to do too many crazy things, perhaps you're at work, like I, I am, or, or you know, will be. <laughs> or yeah, will be. Or well, I mean, by the time when people listen to this, I'm probably over the at work. But you know, like, there's some people. If you work retail, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thanking God right now. I don't have to work retail anymore. Even though last year at this time it was a week before Kmart closed, so we had nothing at that point. It was so embarrassing. You know, like it's Black Friday and. There's Walmart, like, down the street that everybody's going crazy, and people are walking in the store, and you're like, wow. The, uh, I the difference. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, last year I, like, went out to Best Buy to buy, like, a printer and, and, like, one or two DVDs. But, like, this year, I bought everything online. I just bought, like, three or four DVDs from Best Buy, and that was it. Like, they don't have anything I really want to go in the store for, or, like, need to, really. Uh, there's some uh, good game uh, discounts right now yeah so like you know between psn between uh you know gamestop walmart i mean unless you're looking for nintendo stuff uh which you know you should pretty much know by now that nintendo doesn't unless you're buying a switch bundle uh, nintendo doesn't really uh go along too much with uh with uh you know wanting you to reap the benefits of waiting for sales on their on their games they are always about value uh when it comes to their games but yeah i mean god of war for 17 bucks or 21 bucks depending on what you want to buy it uh detroit become human pretty cheap i mean a lot of great games from this year that if you have not tried them out now is the time to go out there you know if you save some of that money spend and and play some some games before you get to the end of the year but yeah there's there's plenty to talk about here uh between the last couple weeks uh, that we haven't done a show once again we're going to talk about the games we've been playing uh, i've been playing uh just just a heads up i'll be talking about pokemon let's go pikachu uh markets to talk about treacherous effect finally the actual game not just the demo uh, some more Red Dead and stuff. We'll talk about that uh, at the end because 
Uh, plenty of stuff to get into here uh, that's happened since we did a show last and just today announced, even though it's kind of not fair because Black Ops 4 had like a two-week head start, but still shows the power, regardless of whether they have a single-player game or not, uh, shows the power of the Battle Royale uh, and everything else. Black Ops 4... Uh, with their blackout mode and all that stuff, outsold Red Dead 2 with Red Dead 2's ridiculous numbers uh, that they've been posting. Uh, they've apparently shipped over 17 million copies. Uh, we Remember that big number that they touted out there over three days? Uh, apparently it's brought in over 725 million. Uh, and the first weekend with after its launch of Black Ops 4, it already surpassed 500 million. It's already the number one selling game of the year, and that game has not even been out a month yet. So, yeah, um, but there there was a report a few weeks ago about how like Activision is disappointed in the sales of Black Ops 4. <laughs> no, I think they were disappointed in the sales of Destiny. I don't know about Black Ops 4. Oh no, they were disappointed too. Well, uh, it, it's not. It fails to impress the investors. That was it. Well, you know what? The investors are... They're high on something. Because, like, I can understand maybe Destiny, which, you know, Bungie has come out and said they're they're not uh, upset about it at all. Even though, I mean, what do you expect them to say? Like, do you expect Bungie to be like, yeah, we're upset too? Like, no, they're the ones that worked their butts off on that game to take two years to fix it. Uh, the problem is if you're making a Destiny 3, that doesn't really uh, bode well because now everybody's going to go, well, why am I going to buy it at launch when I know they're going to take two years to fix it? So, uh, yeah, I'd worry about if that's the third game. You know, because Bungie only has a three-game deal, apparently, with Activision. So if that third game is Destiny 3, I don't know. I'd be worried about Bungie jumping ship again if I was Activision at the I mean, way things are going. I, I don't think they, they're worried. Like, they'd be happy. I think they'd probably be secretly happy if Bungie left. Like, I don't think the investment for in Bungie has been, has ultimately panned out well for them. Yeah, I remember that 10-year plan with Destiny 3, with Destiny? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, not going so well. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is number three behind the big two. NBA 2K19 is fourth. Super Mario Party fits Soul Calibur 6, doing pretty well at number 6. But again, like, uh, of course, you know, Bandai Namco's expectations compared to what Activision's expectations are is uh, very different. Uh, but just saying, like, Destiny 2 has been in these top 10s a lot, and Activision's still somewhat upset, so... Um, I mean... They were giving away Destiny 2 with like on PC for free. Like that And they tell you gave how. it as far as PS Plus, remember? So Yeah. That's two different ways they've given it away for free to try to get people to buy Forsaken. And yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever Activision wants that number to hit is is crazy. Spider Man's still hanging in there at eight. FIFA Madden seven and nine and WWE two K nineteen. Bring up the yep. rear at 10, so. Not too bad when you got all these heavy hitters happening in October that uh, 2K19 yeah. uh, hits that number. Uh, apparently, October was so crazy for sales, it is the highest total since 1995. 
uh, for an October month, and PS4 was the highest-selling hardware by a large margin. Well, when you have Spider-Man, Red Dead, Assassin's Creed, and Black Ops all coming out for the number one selling console of this console generation, of course you're going to be the number one seller because what does that all have in common? None of those are on the Switch. Um, but the games that are possibly on Switch, there there's uh, quite a few on this list. So, um, you know. It is what it is, but yeah, I mean, it helps a lot that you're getting the big games, and we know Microsoft is lagging behind uh, in the sales department, but we got lots of Microsoft news uh, as well on there, but Sony, probably the biggest, like, sh- it's a shock just because, you know, we t- we've talked about, like, and we're not the only ones that have talked about it, but it's just been this aura around... E3 is really starting to diminish, like, what what they mean to the industry. Like, there are other conventions now that are perhaps surpassing what E3 does. Uh, I think, you know, you can say what you want about, oh, it's cool that we can now go to E3 as fan, you know, fans can now go to E3 and everything else. So there was always fans getting in because there's fans that know people that can get in. There's ways to fake being media to get in. Um, but it's just, it's, to me, it, it was always a cry of desperation to say, oh, we're now going to sell tickets and let fans come in. The fact that you've kept it media for so long and now you need fans to come to make sure this thing is is worth holding every year. Uh, I don't know, that's, that always cried like okay i don't think this is long for this world and yeah sony announces they're not doing e3 in 2019 um there's various ways to look at this right because they didn't do a psx either which is normally like around this time or within a week or two what do you think is like the biggest reason for me, I think it's just, they don't have a lot to show and they're just going to show the same games again. I don't think if, if they try to show like a 20 minute thing of days gone, I think people might riot. Well, days gone is going to be out by then. So it's out in February. Hopefully. <laughs> but even then, like, okay, do you really want to show more of last of us Two? Do you really want to show more of death stranding? I mean, how much more of death stranding do you have to show? That's yeah. not, like, really spoilery at this point. Um, I mean, it, the other thing is, I mean, that P, like PS5 is coming eventually. Like, it's probably sooner rather than later. Like, they may hold off this year or announce, like, a PS5 like, just announcement, like, trailer or something, like, on their own. In, in, in I feel like this is the, the big time to capitalize on PSX. Like, it's usually late November, early December. It's almost at the end of the year. I think you can, even if you're going to release the PS5 in November of, of 2020, I think that's a fine enough time to say, okay, here's the PlayStation 5. Here's what it's going to cost. Here's, and you'll have, a lot of time between the announcement. I mean, there's no guarantee, right, that 
Microsoft is going, they already announced that they're working on it. So I don't know how much more there really is to, to shed light out there other than, you know, what's actually in the system and how much it costs. But let's say Microsoft were to do that at the E3. You have a, what, like six month time period to try to just absolutely top that and go, oh yeah, here we are entering 2020 and we just douse all the 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 flames that you thought Microsoft put us in after their announcement. So, yeah, you know. I think Microsoft is really scared about the PS5, like in general, because <laughs> how well, bad, yeah. how bad, well, how bad this you know this cycle went, and like how they were the dominant leader, you know, last generation cycle pretty much. Well, they should be. You have to be. Uh, especially with the arrogance that Microsoft came out with last time, copying what Sony did with the PS3. Uh, I think Sony is woke to the fact that you can't do what you did with the PS3. You have to be ready to turn on a dime and, and say, okay, look, we're competing. And Microsoft is buying studios. They're not playing around. Uh, you know, so... They're committed to this, so we have to do the same. Uh, I don't think Sony can just come out there and go, all right, you've waited, here it is, and we're going to, you know, we're not going to try to pat, you know, price match or or lower the price of whatever Microsoft comes out with or, or yeah. whatever. I, I think it's going to be the same thing we saw last go around where Sony's still going to try to play that trump card. Because they have to. Yeah. And it's like the worst thing they can do is let let Microsoft get any kind of leg up at the at this moment because I feel like with them buying studios and stuff, they're you give Microsoft an inch, they're they're gonna take that mile with and and not not uh not look back at all. Yeah, but I think like look how fast fortunes can turn around like original xbox sucked kind of xbox 360 did well xbox one sucks i mean who knows yeah that's true i mean, it's you know it feels like with um with psvr they finally figured out how to make really good games for it or, you know, games that people would want to check out. At least, especially this year, you have at least four or five games that, like, you know, there's a $200 sale on PSVR with two of those games included. And I keep sitting there going, man, do I want to pull the trigger on it? Do I want to do it? Um, you know, with Sony's history of their bad history of backwards compatibility uh, with, uh, you know, the PS3 forward, it makes me think that they're not going to, but I, I would think that they were, they would at least have some kind of upgrade program or, or something that affects like not having to go through a GameStop or whatever of, okay, we know you got these old headsets. Here's the new one. Pay hundred dollars or, or one fifty and get the new one. Like all the games will work on it. I just feel like if you don't make the games work on whatever the next peripheral is, you're dooming that thing. But, you know, they haven't really needed it. It's sold well without them getting the games that they've gotten this year. So 
I don't know. Listen, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass there, but I don't know. I feel like you need that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see, you know, a few months from now. <laughs> I mean, what do you, like, you know, Nintendo, there's been talk about, like, Nintendo doing a, I wouldn't call it a Switch 2. I'd call it, like, a Switch no, the, Yeah, upgrade. the Switch Pro. Yeah. See, that, that would kind of annoy me, just because, like, I, mean, I just got my Switch this year. <laughs> uh, I yeah, mean, it's only, been, like, it's only been up a few years also. But we've seen what Nintendo does with the whole exclusive games, right? I mean, it's like one game or... I mean, it would suck if it's like that one game that I really wanted. Like, the reason why I got the the new 3DS was all because of Xenoblade Chronicles. But, like, you know, I was one in not that many that got it for that reason. So, I don't know. I just, with the way they've done that, I don't think that they would just come out with a slew of games and go, oh, yeah, these only work on the new system, by the way. Oh, no, they wouldn't. But it'd still just be kind of annoying because even, I mean, even now the Switch has some power problems. Like, not with with Nintendo games, but with other games. Like, Diablo 3 looks fine. Like, environments, and, like, it doesn't slow down. But the character, it's like the character, your character you're playing looks terrible with, like, you know, aliasing. Yeah, he looks really blurry, right? Yeah. That's kind of annoying. I mean, it's like the one knock against the game, really. But still, like, I mean, that's I mean, a does six-year-old. it bother you when you play? No, because you're not really focusing on it that much. But, like, if you just, if you're standing still, and you, then you can, like, take it in. It's like, ew. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, I mean, that's a that was a six-year-old game. And if they can't get that working, like, I mean, they got it working 99% of the time, sure. But that kind of says a lot about the Switch power, you know, aside from Nintendo stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, World of Final the reason why I just stuck with upgrading uh, World of Final Fantasy to the Maxima thing on PS4 was because that also was a problem. Uh, it's apparently, like, I watch YouTube videos and it's not as bad as some pictures were showing, but yeah. it's still the fact that, like, that game is not that graphically intensive. It has yeah. chibi characters, and you're still having to worry about, like, it looks blurry at times or fady or, you know, like, that shouldn't be that big of an issue. Yeah. And I'm not uh, saying, like, the, the Switch is bad. I mean, but they have to really rein it in and or kind of work to its strengths like Nintendo does. And most companies... I mean, when they port like Doom over, it's like they get, when they get it working fine enough. But between you know, if I'm going to play Doom between like the Switch, a PS4, or PC, the Switch is not the one I'd, I'd want. I'd pick first. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Wolfenstein too. Like both of those are on sale. <laughs> those are like two of the big games on sale, and it's like, or man, or I wouldn't like, want to uh, buy us. I wouldn't want to play that on Switch. I mean, look at like WWE 2K19 or even like 2K18 when that came out last year. Like that oh, was a, that was an abomination. Yeah, that was a year. mess, and I don't think they ever got that working correctly. <laughs> yeah, I think the only like FIFA 18 was stripped, of course, of features. Like I think yeah. the only one that they really got working is like NBA 2K. That's yeah. the only one that they really like. You know, Visual Concepts made sure that that. That worked really and, well, but and I'm sure it's somewhat simplified, mm-hmm, uh, too, but not probably. not as much. Or I mean, let's probably don't have as much 
graphical. I, I mean, mean, it also helps that they don't have competition there, so like they can kind of, you know, rein it in a little bit and just be like, "Oh, it's on Switch, and people will buy it because yeah. EA is." They'll bring FIFA over because they know they'll make money, but like obviously they haven't tried to bring Madden over, or you know, they're not going to do that with NBA Live. So, <laughs> so you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I, increasing the power, I think is going to be cool. I don't know about a bigger screen. Like the screens, when the Joy Cons are connected, like it's they're it's big enough already. Like it has a like, fit in your hand size that's really good right now? Like, I don't know that you want to make it any wider. I think if they did, like, a 20% increase on the size of everything, it'd be, it'd be better for me. Because I, I still hate the Joy-Con size. Like, you know, when you're just using, like, one of them. Yeah. It just it just feels incredibly awkward to use. and Especially if you're using the one, if you're using it uh, sideways. Yeah. Because neither, neither the one has an analog stick correct, or if... The analog stick's correct, and the buttons are oddly placed. And it's like, you idiots. <laughs> I still can't really get used to using the the left one that has the, like, C buttons as, instead of just having another yeah, row and, of yeah. the, the A button and all that stuff. It's like, I always give that one to an eye. I'm like, here, you, you play with that, because this is weird to me. <laughs> so, but she figures it out well enough. Um... Yeah, this man, it's crazy to think that we're we're talking about next gen and it feels like it's almost here again, like Well, I mean, the PS4 and Xbox have been out for what, 5 years? Yeah, I mean, what? It was 2012 when you were talking about the code names for those. Yeah. It just still feels like gosh. They should last I, longer, but I mean, yeah. I'm not I don't, like if a PS5 came out tomorrow, I don't think I'd buy one necessarily, but I'd probably no. get one soon. But, but also, I mean, you got two well, years to, tar- two years to start thing, saving. Though, <laughs> is like 2020. If a lot of those games are not going to come out until right around the when the PS5 is going to come out, like the Last of Us twos and the Death Strandings and all that, like that makes it really worth it to buy a PS5. You know, yeah. If they're going to come out simultaneous, I think the one thing I would say about the PS5, I mean, there there is some talk about uh, like the Ryzen eight core processor and all the other stupid technical crap, right? But I think like with the PS4, like the system, the arc system architect will be like it'll be American led. Like I don't know if Mark Cerny will be doing it again necessarily, but it, you know I'm sure he'll have a hand. But I think because it'll be very much in line with the PS4 and not the, you know, screwball thing that the Japanese did with the PS3. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, uh, Mark Sorney does come on stage and go, I've been working with the PS5. I mean, he did such a good job with the PS4. I, I think they would probably tap him to do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and that, and that's, that's getting back to this whole thing about Sony skipping E3. It, I think it hurts E3, uh, obviously, a lot because people wait for that Sony press conference. I mean, obviously, last year, they let the cat out of the bag that this is what they're going to announce and or what they're going to show off. 
but it was their big games and people wanted to see more of them. So it, it was kind of fine, but still at the end of the day, like people wanted more. Uh, and I think Sony's just tempering expectations and saying like, look, these are kind of the games that we're just polishing and, and really making a big deal about. It doesn't mean that we won't have any other games come out on our system, obviously, but if PS5 is really coming in 2020, very much like the way Microsoft has been, very, very quiet. You know, they've, they've released games. It also helps that there's Game Pass, so none of their games releasing feel like an event anymore. But it just feel I just, I don't, I think people just need to expect that, okay, you're going to have days gone and then maybe nothing. Yeah. For the, for the rest of the year, as far as like Sony exclusives or whatever, you're just going to be buying those multi-platform games and you know your kingdom hearts three and even before that and i mean i think i think sony will still have more exclusives on the microsoft or xbox for sure though well but if you're only releasing days gone i I don't i don't mean sony necessarily i mean like you know other companies like i mean look at like atlas they don't give a shit about the xbox one oh well yeah yeah i mean i don't well i mean what are they gonna like the yakuza Kawami or yeah, whatever three, and three through five yeah thing uh, uh, and like uh, Valkyrie, Valkyrie Chronicles come out to the Xbox One or no? I don't think no. It came out to PS4 and Switch. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much like that's what game. But they released that, that stupid uh, what was that the bad Valkyria Chronicles game that has nothing to do with the other games. Yeah, Revolution, I think. Yeah, they released that on Xbox. Um, or yeah, even, no. even, like, uh, Disgaea doesn't, never comes to, yeah, you know, Xbox. I mean, I'm kind of shocked. Uh, well, that's because uh, NIS doesn't work with Xbox at all anyway. Yeah. So. I mean, um, I'm kind of shocked that I, I'm still kind of shocked that Kingdom Hearts is coming to Xbox. Yeah, I, I think that's just Sony... You know, with Final Fantasy 15, they'd already had a presence on Xbox, so why not try to make more money and let people think that that collection's probably ever coming, because it's not. Um, I mean, it might, it's like, Sony, Square keeps saying that like Microsoft has to say yes. I think what it is, is they're probably waiting to see what the sales are for 3, and then maybe they'll say yes, but... Still, that's a lot of work for uh, Square to do, uh, considering uh, what we're going to talk about with them. Yeah, uh, what they've had to go through. It's just, yeah, I, I mean, we might as well just go there because uh, it's in conversation. But I mean, it's old news by now. You know, probably uh, about the news about Final Fantasy XV's development is pretty much over. Uh, there will be no. Four DLCs coming between uh, next year and 2020. There's only going to be the art DLC now, which really upsets me because I feel like you needed that Luna Freya DLC. Yeah, like, there make, there are so many holes in that Luna Freya to make, story. To make her an actual character. <laughs> yeah, to make her an actual character. I mean, the movie is is nice. But it doesn't do anything to really tell you much about her. Um, and and then like, okay, cool. Arden, the villain, is going to get his little story. And I was looking forward to that one too. But 
man, the, not having the Luna Frail one like really leaves holes in that that fifteen story. So that that sucks. And also, I mean, the one I actually kind of wanted to see was the Noctis one. Yeah, that too. Like, what were they gonna do uh, with Noct and and how they were going to uh, further that? Like after the way that they do the ending, and you're kind of like, what the hell <laughs> just happened here? Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's upsetting. Like that whole game is, we know the turmoil, you all, I mean, most people know the turmoil of it almost Um, never came out. Yeah. Uh, the, it had problems like, uh, it came out and a lot of people liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, people couldn't get over the whole, they changed Final Fantasy again. And, and it is what, I mean, the story is just convoluted as hell, but I like the battle system. Uh, some people really don't. So, uh, I know you liked it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually kind of the reason why I got into Monster Hunter World is because of like Final Fantasy. Because it's, I mean, Final Fantasy is a lot more action oriented, uh, right. but it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, well, see, I mean, we we know that uh, Hajime Tabata will not be working on Final Fantasy sixteen because he is gone. Uh, he resigned. Uh, I guess all the investment that they put into Final Fantasy fifteen, uh, the different SKUs that they released, did not pan out as far as sales go because they lost what like thirty three million. Well, that's theorized that like that was the investment for the DLC. Um, yeah. But still, it's not. I mean, Square is a well-known company, but they are not the biggest. Like, they're not super profitable or big necessarily. They're not, and you especially know, with, you know how much money they have to throw away on like Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy. Well, Final Fantasy seven. Well, that's yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, like, I, I think, at you know, optimistically, I think it's at least three years off. Well, yeah, but that's also on them, right? Because they want to surpass the original with how this thing looks. Well, okay, you're going to have to put in a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, I also was interested in the Aranea one, too, because I felt like she got shafted. Yeah, she just kind of she just kind of disappears. But also, she, I mean, she probably would have had a very d- different play style. But I, lo- yeah. I, like, I loved her character. Like, it's been so long since she had a Dragoon character in Final Fantasy, so... Yeah, you know, having that uh, get fleshed out would have been cool because she was cool in the Prompto one, like the fact that she helps and yeah. everything else. But yeah, uh, I the... mean, uh, and they they're also spinning off that stupid comrades thing, yeah. Which I don't think anyone plays. Like, I don't ever hear anyone talking about that. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I thought might... about it for a little bit. I'm just like, why? It's <laughs> so. Uh, uh, I think, I mean, it might be big in Japan. You never know. Yeah, but... it could be. Uh, uh, I what, mean, it honestly... comes out next month. Or, yeah, next month, Adventurer from Another World. Yeah. So... Honestly, if I was Square, I'd do everything in my power to hire Tabata back. And if I could get him back, I'd fire Nomura. Because fuck that guy. Well, <laughs> well, you can't say that when he makes Kingdom Hearts what it is, so... Uh, and that game, you know, is going to sell ridiculous amounts. So I let him finish Kingdom Hearts and I'm like, all right, you and all your zippers can get your walking papers. 
Uh, probably not. When uh, Nomura also has a lot to do with the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is exactly what he's going to move over to as soon as... Which they announced already uh, this week that they've completed development now on, on Kingdom Hearts 3. So now it's just playing the waiting game of two months in order to get to play the game. Uh, well, it was funny because I was talking about this with a friend of mine. Like, if you honestly just dumped, uh, you know, made the environments and everything, like Midgar and, you know, the world of Final Fantasy VII, but you just use, like, the Final Fantasy XV combat engine, it'd be fine for most people. I mean, they wouldn't like I don't the know for most people. There's still a lot of people that would get really, really... Okay, it's one thing to make a whole new Final Fantasy, and this is your battle system. To go and tell seven lovers and seven diehards that you're completely... Ch- okay, to completely change the battle system is, is different. And I know they're going to do that somewhat, but I think they're well, still sort of doing could, both, you could, right? You could basically evolve the weight system from final fantasy 15 to just be like yes. active active time battle or battle whatever the hell it was in final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. like you select an action with cloud you immediately jump to tifa select another action jump to barrett and then you have a like, execute and then you they do all the moves you know the monster would attack or whatever and then it'd pause again and you just do that over and over but also you could just well play, that's like, the final game. fantasy 13 basically then yeah which but, I didn't. That, I I like that battle system too. It's fast. Yeah, but that yeah. had a, that that had a problem with like all the stupid classes and all that stupid like auto. Oh battle well, that's crap. yeah. That's you don't need all that with um, seven. You didn't have but it anyway. The inherent problem with even my idea is, uh, like, environmentally wise, Final Fantasy fifteen, like the world is is honestly pretty small. Like mm-hmm. there's the desert world, desert parts the swamp areas, like the, a few big cities and like a lot of cookie cutter, you know, little towns and that's about it. Or like a little yeah. outpost. Well, that's cause you're most of the time you're just driving around. But think about how massive the world in final fantasy seven is. Like how many different towns you're going to, mm-hmm. how many, you know, there are, what are they going to do with the world map? Yeah, how many different dungeons, you know, or just different, like, one-off areas. Which is why I think they they still have not said that they're not doing the episodic thing. So that's why I wonder if we're not going to have, like, world map travel. You're just going to go from place to place. Yeah. And that's why we're doing the episodic, so that you don't have to do the whole world map travel and and all that, which... I don't know. It is. I feel like if anything, Dragon Quest Eleven selling hotcakes has shown is that people still love their and Octopath Traveler as well. People still love their old RPG. So I, I get it that like if you did a full turn-based battle system like Seven had, you might turn off a lot of people. But your majority of what you're supposed to be doing with this is really trying to nail it for the big Final Fantasy VII fan, and the big Final Fantasy VII fan was almost everybody because that was the game that a lot of people played on their PlayStation. So, yeah. I I don't know. Square's always weird with this, and they make it work, though, so... It's also, I mean, peripherally, it's kind of weird how badly Shadow of the Tomb Raider is bombed. 
That doesn't I mean, surprise me, though. Like, I mean, Rise did well. Rise it, did well, but Shadow kind of came out and... Well, like, the problem with Shadow is it was made by a different developer, and it wasn't as good yes. of a game. Like, well, it was it made was... by the old developer, right? The old Tomb Raider developer. No, no. No, no. Because uh, Eidos... Uh, not Eidos. Uh, I think it's Core. No, not I thought Core. Eidos was the one doing it, because Crystal Dynamics moved over to the Avengers game. No, uh, the guys who do who did, uh, like, the uh, Deus Ex games did it. That's Eidos, I thought. Uh, well, Eidos Montreal, though, not, not Eidos itself. Because <laughs> okay. Eidos is, you know, in, I think, Europe somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, Eidos Montreal, and they did, you know, Deus Ex, and they did the port. I think they they helped with the development of like Rise and original Tomb Raider, but it was still Crystal Dynamics. Right. I don't think yeah. it's just that. I think it's also just it came out, and I don't like. I remember a lot more talk about it's because there was more games coming out at the same time too. When Shadow came out, there was other games that people were playing that. Uh, you know, and I think people were also trying to save money for Red Dead coming and and all that stuff. I, I think it's just Shadow came out in the middle of, oh God, there's all this stuff coming out in October. And yeah. And there's only so much money to go around, you know. Um, and that sucks. I mean, it's, we got to remember even for the first one, it's not like Square was always happy with how it sold. So, yeah. Imagine I mean, this they, one's they, selling way less. They have insane sales expectations, which are just not feasible. Uh, and then that leads to problems. <laughs> and then Just Cause 4 is coming, at, you know, in a which, couple of weeks. And... I mean, I'm excited for it. I don't think it'll sell that well, necessarily, yeah. or sell fine. But, you know, it might sell like a million copies. But it's not going to do like the four or five million that Square wants it to, or probably needs it to at this no, point. No, not when Smash comes out three days later. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to kill it. Like you're you basically put your game out there. Uh you might get some people that are really, you know, they don't have a Switch and they're looking for that game to play post, you know, uh Black Friday and before the holidays or whatever. Just I don't know. I don't think that that's going to do well. Uh, they're banking everything on Kingdom Hearts three right now, and I think that'll be fine. That'll that'll do what they wanted to do because everybody's been waiting. Kingdom Hearts two is what almost fourteen years old now. Uh, that you're not gonna have a problem with that. But I did find it interesting though. Before we get off the topic of seven, that Nomura's actually entertaining the idea of doing something with the other Final Fantasy seven games. Like incorporating them more, or, uh, or possibly even doing remasters or remakes of those. Um, <laughs> Crisis Core, yes. I mean, yeah, that's the one I would want. Yeah. Like if, even if they just did like a slightly upscaled port, because I mean, it'd be pretty. It'd be, it'd be pretty hard to do like an HD port of Crisis Core. Uh, right. But if they just put it on. Uh, like PS4, smooth it out a little, and said, "Here you go." I'd be happy because I, I I really like that game. Well, I'd like to see it on Switch too. So hopefully, yeah. 
I mean, honestly, I mean, it was a portable game, and it's really built kind of for portable systems, so, like all their mission mode crap. You think they would uh, port it to the Vita? Probably not. I think it, already, it might be already on the Vita, though. Well, you can get it on on the store, right? Yeah. The PSP. Um, before, like before Crisis, I just had never heard of that before now, so apparently people really want to play that again. Um, Yo, what about that Final Fantasy VII snowboarding game from Japan? <laughs> uh, you know, if you're going to include Dirge of Service in that, you better, like, fix it. <laughs> so, where's, uh, where's Chocobo Racing coming from? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They could, they could throw that one in there. I mean... Yeah. They make those dungeon games still, so why not? Um, but yeah, like it's all part of that story. Zach's story is very important, so I would yeah. hope that they include that in there. But and the funny thing is, is like that's one reason I don't like Final Fantasy VII, like the core game, is like Zach's story is important. They barely touch on it in that game. Mm-hmm. It's like a offhand comment that's yeah. made in a backstory part. It, it, and then at the end, they try to, they try to like, they try to like, uh, you know, explain like, oh, Cloud is, you know, this guy suffering amnesia and all the other crap. And it's like, you should have tried to explain this a little, little sooner or, you know, lay the groundwork in a little better. <laughs> exactly. Yes. They. Yeah. I think people really love that game. And look, I, I like that game too. It's not my favorite Final Fantasy, but uh, it has its moments that I really enjoy. But I think people really nostalgia remember that game and forget that the story is really convoluted in that. Oh yeah, that game too. I, I have a friend who like literally says like Final Fantasy VII is the best game, and I'm just like, no, you are so wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure uh, on that one. Speaking of games coming out soon, Darksiders Three comes out in a week. Yeah. Uh, TSQ Nordic, however, they are just continuing to buy studios uh, like nobody's business. In fact, one of the studios they just bought uh, has a game that came out this week, Wreckfest. Uh, so, uh, or at least it's coming to console. I think it's been out on PC, right? Yeah, Wreckfest yeah. has been out for a while. And it came out, I think, like four months ago, maybe? Yeah. Uh, it's good. Like I, I don't, I didn't review. I mean, I've had it. For, I actually bought it when it was in early access. It's a good game. I don't know how well it might play on console, but sure. yeah, they bought Bugbear Entertainment, so now they own that Wreckfest IP. Uh, they also own Coffee Stain Studios, which is the first publisher they've ever bought. Which their claim to fame is Goat Simulator. So you know, I don't know how much that really means to anyone <laughs> when it's yeah. a funny game or whatever, but it's not. Uh, something you're like hanging your hat on. Uh, they still have they have Metro coming out on that date that perhaps they need to move away from <laughs> February twenty second. Um, and uh, you know Darksiders comes out and they just released the intro for it. And look, it, I mean, I like Darksiders, but good lord, it feels like. THQ Nordic decided to put money into game development and buying things and not into marketing. Yeah, this game is bare like 
barely out there. Like, I imagine it'll show up in... St- I, I don't think it'll sell well at all, because they've not promoted it whatsoever. Yeah, it's like, going to have to have a lot of huge word of mouth. It's also coming out during a time where people have already spent their money they're going to spend on Black Friday and all that stuff. And it's like, November 27th might roll around, and people go, ooh, do I want to spend another $60? Like, uh... When, like, when they were... When Death with uh, when Darksiders two came out, they were out there explaining the systems, talking about like what's new and what's different, you know, all that stuff. I mean, this game looks a lot like a Darksiders game. I don't know what it what it does though differently. Like you have a whip, can you like can you upgrade you it? Have a female oh. character, you have a whip. Yeah, um, you're hunting like the seven deadly sins or whatever. And that's all I know, right. pretty much. Well, but also we got a number. Part of THQ's problem was perhaps that they spent too much on marketing. I mean, look at all I the mean, lavish commercials they have for those WWE games. I mean, sure, so. but you have to spend. I mean, you have to spend a little money to make money. Like when this game comes out, it's not going to make a dent because I don't yeah. think most people know about it or know, you know know it's going to exist. Oh no, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's it's going to have to have like big word of mouth and like maybe people you know put it on the Christmas list or something, but. Yeah, I, I think it's going to come out, and it's it's going to do fine. It might get to that million copies, but I don't think it's going to be... It's not going to be right out of the gate. It's going to be one of those that takes a while to get there. Yeah. And it's a shame, because, like, the five seconds we've seen of gameplay looks okay, but I yeah, just know nothing... Darksiders 2 is really good. Yeah, I just know nothing about the actual systems in place. Uh, yeah. Like, it, I, I don't even know if it has the gear system or not from Darksiders 2. Like, the whole, like loot system or like Diablo style like loot. I think like I don't know. Taking that out. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So But you know, the fact that I don't even know or that they've not there's no dude uh you know in a trailer going like, okay, here's what's different or here mm-hmm. are what is it, Fury's moves? Like Yeah, Fury. Yeah, it's, there's just nothing. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just have to see how it uh, gets received. Obviously, it's different with critics because you know a lot of a lot of these uh, places get the game early. Um, it's through that weird service, so I know yeah. I'm gonna get the denial email at some point here. But, oh, terminal. Uh, the terminal thing. Yeah, I mean, if Adam gets it, that's really cool. But I I doubt uh, that will happen for us. So. Well, it, uh, it was it was funny because I reviewed Darksiders two for I think for. Uh, 411 for PC and I think like 35% into the game like I hit a like progress killing bug that means I meant I couldn't complete the game <laughs> I think I remember that and then I think I emailed the PR guy and he was just like eh do what you do I guess <laughs> so it's like okay damn <laughs> I think I think he emailed me like a PS4 code maybe but it's like this is that that yeah that was not that was kind of weird. Like that doesn't help you. Yeah. It's like what? So what are you saying that only it's only on PC? Yeah. So that's yeah. I know about that. Uh, well, getting through some of these uh, other things before we we also have our game award predictions because those are that's coming in a few weeks. Um. So, of course, we'll have our game of the year talk. Uh. A little later in December, but um, yes, the Game Awards always happen 
in that first week of December, and uh, we'll get to do some predictions in a little bit. So we'll we'll uh, get through uh, some of this other stuff today. Also, news coming out about a possible. Not that we didn't know that this could be out there, but possible that Mortal Kombat 11 is in development, uh, thanks to a Spanish voice actor that was supposed to do Kung Lao and Reptile uh, voiceovers. Uh, He got removed from that, then he got put back in, then he started being coy about whether it was 11 or 10.5, which making a 10.5 at this point seems kind of stupid. You know, NetherRealm hasn't really said that they are or not, but Game Informer is the one reporting this. You like, did you, I can't remember, you liked 10? Yeah, it was good. Or, okay. it, was, it was busted on PC, but it was good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, are you sort of excited for an 11? Or, I mean, what, is there anything they can really do? Or are you just expecting, like, just more characters I... and... Yeah, I think they may jump forward in time a little more. Uh, I don't think, aside from like Cassie K, I don't think any of the combat kids took off necessarily. Uh, so I think they may just kind of continue the storyline that they've had. I don't think they can do a reboot because they just, you know, they just did one two games ago. Uh, yeah, it'll be fine. Or honestly, the story's probably the best part of that game. Uh, That's. Saying something is a lot of fighting games don't have stories kind of an afterthought. So yeah, I mean it 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 is it, that and injustice two are like the leading contenders for like this is how you do story in a game. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean Dragon Ball. I think aside because well, they Dragon, just made up a new story for that. Dragon Ball's huh. problem is there's just way too much grinding. Ah, and like you're going through this like board game type. Uh, you know, leveling system. And also, like, your characters don't regain health after the match is over. Oof. And, cert- like, certain story beats, you have only have, like, two characters. And it's like, well, I hope I do well, because if not, Android 16 has, you know, a fraction of his health, and I have to... Here's another fight I gotta do, and it's a good luck. <laughs> I've heard Soul Calibur also has a really good one, Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. But I haven't played I- that. Yeah, that's like so. that's like thirty five bucks right now. I get it if I could. Yeah, I usually wait for those to get a little lower because Bandai Namco is pretty good about sales. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean it. It seems like uh, they did uh, well with with that one. So we'll see if they announce more of Mortal Kombat eleven at some point next year, maybe a E three uh, thing. Uh, something else that people have been waiting. F- to be announced and looks like you're going to be waiting a long time because this is not happening. Uh, according to Reggie fils of course, Nintendo president uh, and COO, everybody has been thinking, wondering, saying, Oh, it's going to happen. A Nintendo 64 classic. Well, Reggie says, no, it is not happening. We're not making it right now. I'm not going to say never, say never, of course, but it is not in our plans. The only reason that we made an NES Classic and SNES Classic is because we needed to fill the time between the Switch, basically. So we don't have a reason to have a 64 Classic, and pretty much we've told you that the way you're going to get our old games now is through Switch Online. 
So, well, my the two things I would say to that is they've never they like the only thing Switch Online has is NES games. Like they don't even have SNES games on it, right. let alone N64 games. Uh, that that could easily be an E3 2019 announcement. Here's Super Nintendo games. Uh, second thing I would say is, of course, they, I mean, they can't do a N64 classic with what the SNES classic has in it right now, like power wise. Right. Like the like the CPU is is too slow. It doesn't have enough memory. Mm. Just like that. So they'd have to get like a new, you know, Raspberry Pi chip or you know console thing or whatever shove it yeah. in a 64 case and go here uh but see that's that's another problem and it would I definitely have. probably have to be at least 100 if not more yeah that's one problem i have with people complaining about the ps1 classic and i think i mentioned this last time is that is a much more powerful powerful console than the snes or nes classic so mm-hmm. of course it's going to be more expensive well we also don't know how much power it has, right? Until... Well, put it to you this way. A SNES Classic can't run a PS1 game. <laughs> well, no, it can't. But what I'm saying is, okay, everybody keeps assuming that this can get hacked and then they're going to put whatever PS1 game. It may not be able to hold that many games. Yeah, but you'll be able to, to, to delete games. Yeah. And and at, at the bare minimum, this thing has to have 16 gigabytes of memory. Right, so I, she wouldn't I'd be have... able to get the whole PS1 library on it, probably. No, but most people only need 20 games. <laughs> like, eh, I would say more like 30 or 40 if you're or even if the... like even if that's the case, you can swap them out. Just you know, plug it in and go here. Uh, yeah, like I had a friend complaining about like, oh, where is Legend of Dra- Legend of Dragoon? And it's like, dude, that was a four disc game. If they put that on there, it's going over the memory, the the, like oh, the yeah. storage Easily. limit. Like, you gotta remember, Final Fantasy VII is a three disc game, and it uh, honestly didn't didn't even need, need, need to be that necessarily. Uh, most of those games are not; they're one disc, but still, like they had to get, they couldn't put a bunch of RPGs on it. Yeah. Uh, like they could with the SNES Classic because the, there's more power. Well, a SNES there. game is, you know, 2 megabytes. A mm-hmm. PS1 game is 650. Like, do the math. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you know, the people that wanted, like, another Final Fantasy game, like, they wanted 8 on there because it has, doesn't have a remaster. Like, you're not going to get 7 and 8 both on there. They wouldn't be able to put, like, they would have had to remove 3 games to put eight on there yeah it's probably it's not happening but yeah no i i don't think we're i'm not gonna say we're never gonna see it but i think it's more likely at this point that they're just gonna keep they're gonna make a big deal about the switch online it's cheap right now i don't we know how nintendo is they're not gonna just jack up the price of it either uh so i think we're slowly gonna get you know more consoles being put on there if people keep buying the service if they don't then we might only get nes games and that's it but we'll we'll see how it goes i I do think it's gonna take a while this is not gonna be virtual console where all of a sudden they ramp up and we're gonna go from having only nes games to having 
yeah. SNES, well, 64, uh, uh, and GameCube. All uh, unless, there. unless you hack the uh, Switch and then then you're golden. Yeah, that's true too. You could do that. I guess. Uh, also, you know, everybody complained about Command and Conquer, the mobile game. Well, EA is actually doing remasters on PC for Command and Conquer: Tiberian Dawn and Red Alert. So, I loved Red Alert, so I'm happy to see that. I'm not going to say I'm going to buy it again. But... It's, it's funny, because I actually never played those games. Like, the first Command & Conquer I got was CMC3, ah. and, then I, and then I got into Red Alert 3 as well. But that, that was it. My first ever computer games that I bought were, like, NHL 2000 and Red Alert. The first, <laughs> I, like, the first yeah. computer games I can remember playing, I mean, obviously, like Oregon Trail. Like, you know, right, like a school right. computer. Mm. But I remember playing this like weird uh, text-based Star Trek game. Uh, like you're on like it was like a grid, and you have to go like yeah. it's basically like Battleship, like oh fire torpedo at A seven. You know, it's like the Klingons were at A eight or something, you know, stuff like that. Oh, no. and then I had played a game called like it was like a 1996 racing game called like Screamer, and that was that's all I can remember about it. <laughs> My dad had all the uh, LucasArts Yeah, games, I remember so. playing... I want to say I played like Kingdom or King's Quest Four in school once. Oh, nice. But uh might have been 5. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, I played Oregon Trail in that 18-wheeler um, game. Yeah. The, that Which I think everybody played, too. Back when computers were cool. Yeah. Right, or, uh, like, you could put stuff on the computer. Like, I remember, uh, I, I used to, like, put, like, a NES emulator and, like, play Tecmo Bowl on it, and people would be like, how are you doing that? <laughs> like, you don't know. You don't want to yeah. know. I, I had a class in high school with, like, this really weird eight old Asian teacher who was, like, tried to be a comedian but was terrible yeah. uh and he like he's trying to teach like typing and like microsoft word commands i'm just sitting there and i think i loaded like a snes emulator on my computer and i was like playing Mega Man x he's like what are you doing i'm like playing a game he's like are you trying to destroy the computer i'm like no i'm i'm playing a game <laughs> sounds like my dad and then and then i think it escalated because I think he was like, because oh, I was kind of sitting in the front, and he's mm-hmm. like, I want you to sit back by me from now on. I'm like, okay. I, I kind of said it like sarcastically, and I, I picked up my stuff, and then uh, he's like, I don't appreciate your attitude, and my response was, I don't appreciate your idiocy, and then I sat down. <laughs> Man, he must have. Uh, we we had him. a uh, charged relationship, I'll say. <laughs> seems like it at this point uh well things we do know are coming out here is uh you know microsoft had their big event in mexico the xo 18 which was when you're seeing it on screen it doesn't seem like a really big event because it's just basically like a inside xbox you know reveal thing um honestly don't it, there was nothing that was like wow I really needed to watch that 
to be honest. Um, what, are you, what are you talking about, man? They announced new DLC for uh, that zombie game. Yeah, for uh, State, State of Decay. Of Decay. Yeah. And oh, they man, showed off can't wait. two trailers for Just Cause 4. I was okay. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 is getting Xbox One backwards compatible. It's actually out now. Can't um, wait. All the three best games. I still like two a lot. Uh, I have them on disc, so it's fine with me. I, I can actually. Another reason to. If it wasn't I, because the Nye uses my 360 all the time, it'd be. I actually have, I think, the first two on PC. Oh, really? Uh, Crackdown 3 is now coming out a week early on February 15th, and now it'll come out with a 5-on-5 deathmatch mode known uh, called Wrecking Zone. I still don't care at all about Crackdown 3, so... I know there's people out there that really enjoy that those games, and that's I, fine. I, I really like the first one, but also the first one came out in, I think, 2006, maybe 2007. Yeah. That was, you know, a decade ago, and that Crackdown 2 sucked ass. And I, I when I watch trailers for that thing, I, I just feel sad for Terry Crews. I'm like, oh, God, he's this. intense in those damn trailers. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> th- that game looks bad to me. And yeah. I, I my fear is that it's just going to be like Crackdown 2, where it's just like, okay, you got to def- Go go to this area, defend this thing, or blow it up, and then survive waves of, you know, oncoming enemies, and then do it again. Yep, I'm not surprised. That is surprising. That's what it winds up being, and I was still clear. Yeah, at that point, uh, Sea of Thieves gets a competitive mode called the Arena, which cool if you play Sea of Thieves. There's keyboard and mouse support for quite a few games, including Fortnite. Uh, the big the two big things that came out of this are the acquisition of Obsidian and an Exile uh, to add to now have 13 studios under the Microsoft portfolio, which, um, you know, if that means Pillars of Eternity gets to come to Xbox, I'm down with that. Uh, also, Bar's Tale 4, it's apparently pretty decent. It is It is an Xbox. <laughs> Oh, it is. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I mean, like the Pillars of Eternity three or two or whatever they end up making that. Uh, yeah. Wasteland also. That's that's an exile thing. Uh, Obsidian. Obviously, they have their hands in a lot of games that we, you know, Kotor two, Stick of Truth, all that. They they have a very good uh, track record when it comes to RPGs too. Supposedly, Microsoft's going to leave them alone. And let them do their thing. So I, I I honestly would hope not because both in exile and Obsidian's uh, output is not particularly great at this point. <laughs> well, what if like in exile starts making like another Baldur's Gate? Or... Uh, I don't think they can. <laughs> oh, because of the license, I guess. I think I think someone actually owns. I think Beamdog actually owns... Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, a game in that... I mean, like, way the last that... thing in Exile made was The Bard's Tale 4, and that right. was... 
by most accounts, a disaster. And then uh, they made uh, Torment, Tides, and Numenera. And Which, you know... I could, me and Adam both could not play that game. <laughs> yep. And Wasteland 2 was cool, kind of. Yeah. But th- they've made a bunch of this crap to me. He's excited, though. Uh, he had a big I mean, old got the talk on it. So. The, I mean, the thing is, is both companies will have more money, which will hopefully increase quality. I right. think it's always kind of been Obsidian's problem, at least, is like they have a lot of ideas, but they never had the, the cash to necessarily make them all work. Well, that's an Exile's problem, too. It's not like their uh, yeah. games just look great or whatever. They just My- play I think oh. my problem is like compared to like Larian Studios who makes like Divinity Original Sin, like yeah, it's the same type of company, but they seem to just do it better. Or they, you know, I think they rein in somewhat like they're more fantastic ideas or like they're more, you know, out there, you know, systems and makes a tried and true RPG. <laughs> yeah, those games are still pretty obtuse, though. Oh, they're. I mean, they're gnarly. But yeah. uh, they're not; they are difficult in a systems way. They're not difficult in a technical way, right? And the other uh, big thing that come out of this is the sixteen titles that are now headed to Xbox Game Pass throughout. Like the rest, well, some of them came out today, right now, and some of them are coming a little later. Uh, PUBG's already been out. As far as like now, it's officially out out on Game Pass. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest finally comes next month, as well as uh, Hellblade. Uh, you're gonna get uh, Kingdom's two or Kingdom Two Crowns later next uh, th- in December. Um, and then next year, you're gonna get like Void Bastards, which is the new uh, game from uh, was. That studio, that is it the Ken Levine studio or the? No, no, the, there's another guy. Uh, they just he also had to do something with Bioshock, though, right? Yeah, he was a designer. Actually, yeah. I have a friend working on that game. Yeah, I mean, it looks really good. Yeah. So I got uh, the friend. He goes by Barb's, and he made a really cool game for PC called Rom Check Fail. Ah. And the idea of it is. You're playing through different, like, basically, like, uh, stages, but mm. your character and the enemies are constantly changing. Um, so, like, you start, you might start with, like, Mario, and you're facing Zelda enemies. Or oh. you might, you might, you know, uh, you might be, like, the Space Invader ship, but facing, like, asteroids from, like, the, you know, the Asteroids video game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it changes, like, every 10 or 15 seconds, and, like... The way you attack changes because, like, you know, Link has a short sword, but, like, you know, uh, you know, Mario can jump. And yeah. So, or, like, you know, Pac Man is super weak, but once you get the pack, you know, the power pellet, you become invincible. Right. But, yeah, Man, it's cool. That sounds, yeah, that sounds awesome. So, is it? It's free. Can, it's free. Ooh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just send you the link later. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I mean, and then also Xbox Live Arcade uh, is back as well. It's going to come in the winter uh, this time. Uh, We'll see if they eventually show up on Game Pass. I'm sure they will. 
but yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed those. There's a lot, so many really good games that came out of the summer, the summer of arcade. So I'm kind of excited to see what they decide to put on that. They haven't announced any games for it yet, but it's really weird how Microsoft like pretty much ditched the arcade. Yeah, uh, and they were the first ones to really just, put yeah oomph behind the indies, and then they kind of let that go. Yeah. Now it's like indies is a big part of how you keep playing games throughout the year because you're having less and less. Yeah, big imagine games the come out. imagine the Switch without indies. Oh god, yeah, it would have nothing. <laughs> I mean, it would have like the one. It would be back to the Wii U time where yeah, like every every uh, three or six months they have a recent nintendo game and that's about it or you know the big the one like the third party that happens to come like valkyrie chronicles or something um so and and those are those don't come as frequent as people think it's just that they have so many indies and now they can get even mobile games on there like they're the only ones that have florence i think so um you know bendy kind of just gross dropped yesterday and i'm just kind of like oh i've been waiting for that game and it's there i'm like oh okay it's 40 dollars. i don't know about that but yeah or 30 dollars. yeah but still a little much um yeah so i think uh the last thing we have to talk about before we get into the predictions is well you know last time we had just come out when the Diablo Immortal stuff was going on and the whole craziness with how that ended BlizzCon and people got upset and and everything else and you, you know it's it's not gotten any worse or not gotten any better <laughs> yeah and it it hasn't but at least now i mean this is weird that like they wouldn't just announce it like, is it that bad of a thing to just go, yes, we're working on Diablo 4? I don't, like, I don't know if you saw, uh, did you see the David Brevik thing, like, I think last week? Or do you know who he is? Uh, his name sounds familiar, but... Uh, he, he was heading up uh, Blizzard North. He, I mean, he's basically one of the guys who created Diablo. Okay. Uh, and he left the company in, like, 2002, I think. Uh, but he went in like a drunken Twitch, uh, stream like a week ago, com- kind of complaining about like bl- how Blizzard is shafting their employees and, uh, like how like Blizzard employees aren't paid well at all, apparently. And it, it was, it was an experience. <laughs> oh boy. That's yeah. That That's not good when you have a huge company like Activision that, or it was basically yeah. like he's basically talking about how like uh, I mean Blizzard was the king of like PC developers, right? Like you know they had Warcraft, they had Starcraft, they had Diablo. Like they were coming out with hits constantly. But ever since like uh, WoW, like their track record is a little more shaky. Like mm-hmm. Overwatch is doing okay, uh, but I don't. I think it was he talked about how it's not growing like necessarily well. Right. Uh, he he basically called Heroes of the Storm a failure. Oh, it is pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. 
and how Hearthstone uh, isn't like doing that well either because it's a bunch of uh, competitors out now, and how WoW isn't growing. So he was talking about like how Activision like is kind of taking over Blizzard like more and more. Yeah, and, like, how like certain like long term executives in the company were leaving like over the past like two years like you know four of the main guys at Blizzard have gone. I mean, it feels like that, right? Like, it's just, you're you're starting to put out more, the expansions for WoW are starting to happen a lot faster, which they used to take their time doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they apparently were working on another type of Diablo game that got canceled that was going to be different, and perhaps... That one was something that Activision wanted, and yeah. they were able to just can get that canceled because it wasn't going to be in the spirit of Diablo, or even um, like look at like Titan, like that is what Overwatch became because Titan apparently did not do well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think releasing another MMO at this point, we've seen how that's not going that well. I think wouldn't have helped them so. When we talk uh, about man, Fallout seventy six is great. <laughs> Fallout seventy six is going to be No Man's Sky, like where that, it's going to take them. How long? I mean, No Man's Sky released another update today that added more worlds and stuff, and that's great. But it's like, look how long it took them to make that viable. I think Fallout seventy six is either, but that's just going to abandon it, or they're going to do that. I think and, no. I think Fallout seventy six is like the Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> Like right now, was, right now, well, but it, I think there's potential. It's funny because uh, I follow one of the GameSpot journalists, a guy named Tamor, mm-hmm. and he was talking today. He's like, "Oh my god, I realized that Metal Gear Survive actually came out this year instead of last year." Like uh, he had like a P, he had like a PTSD flashback. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. Uh, I listened to the bombcast that Jeff was not kind yeah. to Fallout 76. It's funny though, like listening to others that are, I don't know if they're just trying to be kind to Bethesda or what, but like people that are just rationalizing why the game is the way it is and that you need to give it time to breathe and like why it doesn't have NPCs that, oh, but there's people being the NPCs and that's cool and I was like, I don't know. I think you're trying way too hard to say nice things. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to say that this game is bad. Like, yeah. You know? So, and I think Bethesda knows that the way that they just released it, the way that Todd Howard had to go on stage and sort of try to explain it to everybody, and everybody was just kind of like, yeah, okay. So, you know? But yeah, Diablo 4 is in development. It's called Fenris. And apparently it's going to be way more like Diablo 2 than Diablo 3. It's going to be really dark and gross and whatever. So are you excited by those words? Uh, There's also going to be apparently some Destiny Strike things in it. Which I don't know about that, but. That also seems like the Activision thing is coming in. Why? I, I'm like, I don't know. Is that a progression thing that you think needs to happen to have something like that? I mean, to grow Diablo or Diablo's big enough. Like they're like they 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 want to really milk Diablo and 
I think the problem is Diablo's fan base is completely hesitant on that or like against it. Like look at Diablo three's stupid auction house system. Like people were not happy and they eventually ripped it out. I think if they really tried to like loot box up Diablo four or, you know, do something really stupid like that, it would be a revolt. <laughs> do you make anything about the whole there was supposed to be a Diablo three like second expansion and they canceled it? Oh yeah, probably. Because like even the expansion for Diablo three, it's only one act. Like it's a pretty small expansion, you know, mm-hmm. by and large. Like I imagine they they probably had like another act to go or more story or more, you know, some, something else. Yeah, I wouldn't have been. I, that doesn't surprise me at all that they had something else cooked up and then decided not to. Um, and they also said that there's no Warcraft Four coming. Ever. Either. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think people need to just stop waiting for that. I mean, they're they're okay doing remasters right now, and that's. I, I would really like a Diablo, or not a Diablo Four, a Warcraft Four. Me just too. Think it, I'd be interesting, but the problem really with Warcraft Four is you have WoW, and mm-hmm. you can't, you know, how you're going to fuck with that cannon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that, but uh, I mean, I think people just again, like, you're wanting something that they would have to just say, look, these are not connected anymore. Warcraft 4 is going to be in its own thing. And I guess they could do that, right? They they could just say, look, Warcraft 4 is... Could, well, could they, they just make a prequel and call it Warcraft 4 or something? I mean... I think there is, like, a first war between humans and alliance, technically. Or humans and orcs, I should say. Uh, they, what they could try to do is have Warcraft 4, like be on a completely different landmass or, you know, a human or alliance and the horde fighting uh, on that thing. And then introduce that in another wow expansion. Like here, you know, here are the characters you met in Warcraft for Nike. Now here they are in the MMO. Like that, that's the only way I could conceivably see doing it. Yeah. But also I, I just don't think they are, uh, I mean, StarCraft Two was fine, but it was pretty archaic. I th- like in the grand scheme of things, I think. Or it was too, it was too like close to its you know original roots, and right. pretty much flat out, no one's talking about that game anymore either. Right? You know, I think they still have like occasional. I mean, it's always going to be big in Korea. But that's about it. Yeah, I mean that's. You just gotta face facts sometimes, but it's just, I don't know. I I, I just hope Blizzard, like Activision doesn't get way too handsy into Blizzard and not let them. I mean, that that was the thing that that Brevik I was talking about was like the Activision's like slowly taking over. (laughs) I mean, Blizzard CEO for like the past, what, 17 years just left. Like that's, that's never a good sign. Yeah, regardless of why you left, that's not great. It's not a good sign at all. But, uh, alright, so uh, I think we can transfer a move over and talk about 
game of the year awards and 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 all this uh, that I should also note that I've enjoyed it. Uh, I've been wanting them to, be, to have more apps on the Switch. Uh, awesome that they finally added YouTube at some point. Like six months later, we'll add Netflix at the rate yeah. they're going. <laughs> but, the, big, the big, the big three. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if they had Crunchyroll on there too, so I can like not have to turn on one of my big systems to watch it or whatever, or waste battery on my phone. But well, uh, that's a white person problem. So, uh, or or first world problem. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Let let's move let's move on to game of the year awards here. We'll do game of the year uh, last. I personally, I don't we'll think neither one of us have a. We're not, not going to do esports coach last. <laughs> no, we're. I'm going to be honest right now. Neither one of us play esports games. So if you're an esports person and you're going to get mad at the what I'm about to say, you should know by now. Neither one of us play Fortnite. Neither one of us play any of these games. So we are not I, talking about the esports stuff. <laughs> I, I just uh, couldn't believe they have like five esports categories. It's ridiculous. It's like let's add categories for that, and then like they take the trending gamer thing off and change it to like basically best YouTuber, and it's like yeah, oh, why we don't need that? It's like, right? Could you imagine like the Emmys or the Academy Awards having like the best fan of the year or something? It's it's ridiculous. Well, weren't, uh, they, weren't the Academy Awards trying to introduce that stupid, like, best popular movie? No, they, no, they did. Yeah. It's going to be there this year. But that's different, though. Like, because they don't recognize those movies ever for, you know, uh, the best picture. Okay, here. It's it's basically like what we you know what we do with the best indie game right now. So, yeah. uh, that's fine. But not... Not not what they do with with this stuff. Uh, so best ongoing game again. This is not something that really any we indulge in. But Fortnite's <laughs> gonna win this going away. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. I would actually. I might actually say Overwatch or not Overwatch. Uh, Rainbow well, Six. Overwatch won like Game of the Year last year or whatever, right? Yeah. No, I was no. I said I was gonna say Rainbow Six though, like Rainbow Six Siege. I would think that Fortnite wins because of all the popularity and yeah, and everything else. Yo, man, what about Destiny Two? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like the Game Awards has a hard on for Activision, so I it wouldn't be out of the realm. Yeah. Uh, best game direction. Uh, I think this is the only time that a way out appears. Probably. Uh, so that's nice that it's on here. De- uh, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel Spider Man. Red Dead Redemption 2, these are all games that make sense being here. Uh, the problem is that a lot of this, uh, especially this year, is it's a lot of the same games being on a lot it, of the... It, it's pretty much dominated by Red Dead, God of War, and Spider-Man. Yeah, um, and I feel like Spider-Man is going to be the horizon of last year where they're, it's going to get ate up by God of War and Red Dead. Yeah. Uh Best game direction, I'm going to say God of War, honestly. Yeah, I'd say that, probably. I would think Red Dead might wind up winning, but I would I would pick God of War. I hope not. <laughs> uh, best narrative, 
Life is Strange 2 should not be on here. It's one episode. And it's there one episode. There are epi- other games that you could put here. It's also one episode that, it, like, that thing came out and no one talked about it. And even, like, it's been out for over two months now, and there's no plot synopsis whatsoever on, like, on Wikipedia. Yeah. So, it's... I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it's fine, but no. <laughs> That's what I've heard. It's a good intro. But, like, you know, still, why are you putting one episode? I mean, I get people had to vote for this, but... Like, you couldn't put uh, Celeste on yeah. here. You couldn't put um, some – there are other ga- there are other games that, that could deserve that nod. Um, honestly, Spider-Man did a really, really good I uh, for story. story out – for story, I think Spider-Man would be nice, but I actually think God of War. Yeah, God of War Because well. it made me care about Kratos. I would say, like, I mean, I am excited to play Detroit, and I've heard yeah, good I things just, about that. I just too. picked it up tonight, so I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping it's okay. Um, best art direction, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler. I'm glad to see that on there, even though people are going to complain about, oh, it's sprites. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Return of Oberdin, which that's also on my list of buying. Um... I actually might say Octopath. Like, why not? I don't think it'll win, though. I think Red Dead will win or something like that, or God of War. Yeah. Uh, Best score. uh, Awesome that Celeste is here. Uh, That's one of the best soundtracks of this year, God of War as well. Uh, Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, uh, Octopath Traveler, yes, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, me personally, I still go with Celeste, but it's probably not going to win. I've not played Celeste, so I can't... <laughs> it has really, really good music. Uh, uh, Octopath Traveler has a great soundtrack. I actually like Spider-Man's quite a bit, even though my friend Yenz will hate me for saying that. Uh, I suppose they got a war. Red Dead's music is very unmemorable to, unmemorable to me. In uh, all of the things that I've listened to and read, that is... Another, yeah, it's something that I've, I've uh, come to that conclusion <laughs> that people just the music is not one of the best things about that game, but there's a lot of good things uh, about that game. Yeah. So they had a lack in something. Uh, best audio design: Black Ops Four, Forza Horizon Four, God of War, Spider Man, and Red Dead. I don't this category. I don't care about, but uh, see for this this one, I would actually like. I know we talked about it earlier, but like for for the these two categories, I'd I'd really say Tetris Effect. <laughs> yes, why is Tetris Effect not here? Because like, it got, it got audio... nominated for like best VR or like best VR or AR game, so it clearly made the cutoff. But yeah, you know, Tetris Effect has a better soundtrack than you know, uh, Nino Kuni too. <laughs> well, especially audio design because the way they integrated audio into that game. Yeah. Like that should be rewarded. That is the game, yeah. Yeah, it's just that's that's weird. Uh, best performance, you have a uh, Brian Deckard as Connor from Detroit. You have Christopher Jesus Kratos, uh, Melisanti Mahout as Cassandra, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, and Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker. I think either all five of these could win, honestly. 
I don't have a problem with any of them winning. I think, though, Christopher Judge, what he does is Kratos. Uh, it's fantastic. See, he's so, good, but I would actually yeah. give it more up to Yuri Lowenthal. Uh, I just like his performance better. <laughs> yeah, I'm or, fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I'm friends with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. But, but uh, no, I, I, he, I think he's a really good Peter Parker. And, like, I... I appreciate how jokey he is in the game. That's good. That matches, you know, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. So that's yeah. what I've heard is you don't ever realize that that's, you just think that that's Peter Parker and you don't think about it. So yeah. that's, that's how, you know, somebody did a really good job. Uh, Games for impact, 11, 11 memories retold, which has been getting a lot of ads lately. Uh, Celeste, Florence, uh, that's on my list to to buy. Life is Strange, again, why is this on here with one episode? And The Missing, which I keep forgetting that I had a code for until now. Um, so I need Memorable. to actually get to playing that. <laughs> I, I guess it was really impactful for you. <laughs> no, apparently it's really good, and I, it's because it's on PC, and I, it's like I've had limited time on my PC for a while, so... Um, Honestly, I, I've, I've never played any. Of the, I haven't played any. Of I think games. Celeste is probably going to win because it's the biggest game, sure, out of these. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if like Florence won as well. Yeah. Uh, best indie game: uh, Celeste, Dead Cells, End of the Breach, Return of Oberdan, and The Messenger. All five of these games are fantastic. Uh, you should go buy them, play them. Uh. Many of them are on sale, so... Especially with the Steam sale on right now. <laughs> yeah, go check them out, uh, please. The Messenger is awesome. I love it. I love that it goes from the 2D Ninja Gaiden to the uh, more Metrovania game. Uh, you know, I haven't played Into the Breach yet. I know you have. Yeah, uh, it's so. it's good. Uh, it's hard. Uh, and it's very... Uh... Not trial, but very repetitious because you just die frequently. Like uh, it's basically it's a lot like FTL in that respect. Ah, uh, okay. I yeah, I was probably still gonna pick it up. I never really got to play FTL, but um, I mean, for this list, I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably want Dead Cells. I think this is the one Dead Cells wins because Celeste has other categories. So. I think they would give it to Dead Even though you should make the case that if Celeste is being nominated for Game of the Year, it should win its category. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they yeah. end up doing. Another game that's really good that's not only on mobile is Donut County. It's basically Katamari. Yeah. Uh, so it's like inverse Katamari, actually. But it's still really good. Like, I, I would say go buy that, too. Um... Yeah, so best mobile, I I think Fortnite winds up freaking winning, even though it shouldn't. My, yeah, my problem with this category is there are two games on here that are not mobile games, which is Fortnite and PUBG. That's like yeah, they're just on mobile. Yeah, I mean it's Florence like point, and Game of Thrones are really the only two mobile games, right? It's like at but, that point, why, why don't you just put fucking Minecraft on this list <laughs> or for like best mobile game or something? Yeah, it's. Whatever. Best mobile game. Instagram. Uh, <laughs> the, the ninth winner. You know, won nine times in a row. Big shocker. 
Uh, I hope Florence wins, but it's probably going to be Fortnite. Um, Best VR game. Literally, these are five fantastic VR games. Um, Especially Astrobot, Tetris Effect, and Moss. Uh, Tetris Effect, obviously, is not just VR. You can play it on regular PS4, but it's it's an experience in VR because of the audio. Um. Honestly, I, I'd want Moth to win just because of what Polyart Games did with that. Uh, I, I would want, I mean, Tetris Effect for me. Uh, yeah. But even even aside from that, I think I've heard Astrobots a lot better. Or a, a, yes. The game for VR at the moment. Yeah, that's the, the two games you get with that VR bundle that's out there for $200 right now for the Black Friday is Moth and Astrobot. And those are two really good games. And then you could pick up Tetris Effect, and it'll work in VR as well. Uh, so for like two forty, you get three really good games. Uh, and then Beat Saber's out there if you want to buy it later once you have it. And uh, well, Beat Saber's not on PS VR yet, though, and it's going to be a bad version of that game. Well, it came out today or yesterday or a couple of days okay. ago. Okay, but it's still so, a not great version. Uh, probably not. Firewall Zero I was uh, pretty good as well. Um, best action game, which is basically best shooter with some games uh call of duty uh, black ops 4 uh, dead cells uh destiny 2 far cry 5 and mega man 11 i really hope dead cells would win this but it's probably gonna be black it, ops 4 yeah my, that's my my fear it'll be black ops 4 i would want dead cells uh i think mega man 11 would be really funny and uh fuck far, far cry 5 yeah <laughs> uh, and i d- Mega Man 11, I don't think it's even going to come close. It'd, it'd just be really uh, funny. Yeah. Like, did everybody just get high that day when they voted? It, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, it's just a big troll category. <laughs> uh, best action adventure game. Uh, basically, your big games here. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is just going to get shafted here uh, completely because, you know, you got four huge games in here with it. Uh, honestly, I would hope God of War wins. Yeah. Um, I would like the yeah. my ranking of that would be God of War one, Spider Man two, Odyssey three, and Redemption four. Wow, Redemption that low, huh? Yeah, we'll get into that later. Uh, man, <laughs> I feel like Red Dead Redemption two will probably win. Sadly. Uh best role playing game. Honestly, if you have not played it yet, go play Dragon Quest Eleven. You're gonna get annoyed with the music. They place the same freaking song over and over and over. But uh, aside from that, the game is fantastic. It's a lovely ode to old school RPGs. Go play that game seriously. Uh, I feel like Monster Hunter World just got thrown in here because they couldn't fit it into best action game. Uh, but well, it's weird. It's no, nah, it is. It is an RPG. I mean, you do level up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or get... And they have, like, they're more like action RPGs, but still. Nita Kuni 2, this is the one category it would be I in. Mean, uh, yeah, it won't win. <laughs> yeah, Octopath Traveler and Plus of Eternity 2, uh, Deadfire. Uh, I feel like they're going to give it to Monster Hunter World, even though Dragon Quest or Octopath deserve it. Yeah, so, sure. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, best fighting game, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which is coming to Switch. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, Soul Calibur Six, and Street Fighter Five Arcade. This yo, is kinda, it's Dragon Ball. Yeah, this has got to be Dragon Ball. It's been the most popular fighter for the whole year. Like, it's actually really good. Um, yeah, and Ben and Namco wins either way because I think it's either going to be Soul Calibur or it's going to be Dragon Ball. It got like Jeff Gersman in the in the anime, so it wins by default. Exactly, that's that's a win, uh, right there. I mean, he got the show. He got the show yeah. up at freaking Crunchyroll Expo. This was funny. It's it's funny, really, to me because I mean, from his old GameSpot days, he's really against anime, and he, he did still a makes thing. jokes about it. Like on the one this week, he's like, anime stands for porn. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> so. but uh, he did a thing once, like a video thing, where he was like making haikus like haiku poetry and i think his haiku was uh dragon ball is dumb but not as all the people who love it (laughs) and then he's sitting there doing a whole podcast reviewing it yeah what does that say um best family game mario tennis aces nintendo labo overcooked 2 starlink and super mario party is it is it funny that every game on this thing is switch (laughs) Uh, no. It's, it's just what it is. It's that, it makes sense, right? Uh, um, honestly, I would say Overcooked 2, I wish, but it's probably going to be like Mario Tennis or... I don't, I would actually say, I mean, I I would like Overcooked 2. I would actually say probably Mario Party or Labo maybe, but I doubt it. But... Probably yeah. Mario Party. I don't know. Aces is sold well, and even though like after June nobody talked about it, but that's the thing. Still. Yeah, no one talks about it. So, well, I don't see a lot of people talking about Mario Party either because there's so many other games out there. But you know, that's not Mario Party's fault. Uh yeah, best strategy game: BattleTech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, Banner Saga Three, and Valkyrie Chronicles Four. End of the Breach should win. Um, it's a really, really good game. Yeah, fuck you, Battletech. No. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you, yeah, End of the Breach. Battletech is kind of cool, though, actually. But it's oh, really, really uh, not user-friendly, I would say. Not. So, I know you played Frostpunk. I did not like Frostpunk. You did not. You bought it for me, and I think I played it for like two hours, and I'm like, no. This, this is too, too slow. It's too slow. And like Valkyrie Chronicles Four came out, and like no one freaking talked about it yeah. outside of like the first week. Um, and same thing happened with Vanner Saga Three. I think it just got ate up by other games that came out around it. Um. So yeah, I feel like Into the Breach should win, and I hope it does win. I just don't. It's, See why you need to give it to any of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, best sports and racing game: uh, Pro Evo, NBA 2K, FIFA, Forza Horizon 4, and Mario Tennis. I would uh, say Forza. It should be Forza, but it's probably going to be one of the other freaking games. Yeah. And best multiplayer game: Monster Hunter World, Fortnite, Destiny 2, and Black Ops. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite is going to win this game. 
Monster Hunter is actually kind of a weird pick because like the online in that thing is really weird. Yeah, that's the first thing I saw. I was thinking about you with how bad you craft on the online. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, well, that's that's one to put in here. But all right, I feel like they just wanted to give Monster Hunter another category since they got it into Game of the Year. Yeah, but yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens in a few oh, weeks. What, what about Game of the Year pick? <laughs> oh, that's right, Game of the Year. Uh, I hope... I mean, I'd love for it to be Celeste, but it's not. Not gonna be. Uh, God of War... I hope wins. Um, But I'm scared that it's gonna be Red Dead, too. No, I... I think it'll be God of War. I would actually wish, wish it was Spider-Man, personally. I like God of War more, but Spider-Man is just really... God of War is great to play, but Spider-Man is just fun to, more fun to play, you know? Yeah. And uh, sometimes fun trumps all that. Yeah. I, I think AC Odyssey on, being on the, like, the game of the year list is a little weird. <laughs> I feel like people just needed to have another big game to put on there. Yeah. So. Uh, there's people that really like it, though. Again, just like Origins, so... You know, They're all high on dust. There's a lot of people high on dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, well, I, I have like a friend who's like a diehard Origins and Odyssey fan. And like, he got the game like a week early on Xbox One before even I did. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I played that game for like three weeks and I beat it and reviewed it. And he's like not even like got like, he got like two of the endings. He didn't even got like the third yet. And he's like just like plotting his way along, like he's doing like every mission or every side story or side mission. And when you really like a game, man, yeah, that's what you do. So, uh, yeah, we have another. We have a person on staff that also is huge AC fan, and he really enjoyed Origins. And he's saying, "What the hell is Mark talking about with Odyssey?" I was like, "Look, he I'm doesn't correct. like him, so." <laughs> What do you What do you it's, want it's, me to do? It's it's sooner people realize this. <laughs> so uh, one thing or we forgot should, to talk. Go ahead. They should they should offer a rebuttal review or you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know he doesn't write, so he just wants to talk about MMA. Uh so more uh the the one thing we forgot to talk about when we talk about Xbox is once again Microsoft is toying with the idea of a discless Xbox One. I think this is fine. I think their uh, idea of like some kind of trade-in program is silly because there's not a Microsoft store everywhere, and they need to the, stop acting like there is. The problem with the trade-in program is what do you do for games that have been delisted? Exactly. Uh, uh and also, like, how much would this thing be? If it was a hundred dollars, maybe. If it's two hundred dollars, yeah, that's know. what I'm saying. Like, one ninety-nine is too much. Because first of all, an Xbox One S is like two hundred dollars right now. Yeah, uh, and they want to come out with a different Xbox One yeah, S as they, well, like a reduced model of that. So yeah. that can be like one fifty. I don't know. It, it, Microsoft's never been the best at like unless they're doing the all access. They've never been the best at like marking prices. Yeah, sometimes they overinflate the price of something and just. 
Don't think about, well, that's too much. You know, Microsoft. We'll see. I feel like that's one of those things they're going to say they're doing, and then they just don't do it. Like, look at the hardware deal or specials going on right now. Like, you can get a PS4, uh, you know, a you base model. Spider-Man PS4 yeah, for that's, $200. Yeah, that's with Spider-Man for 200 bucks. It's like, yeah. if, I, if I didn't have a PS4, that's a fantastic deal. Exactly. And if you don't have a PS4 for some weird reason, get that one. Uh, even though most of those are sold out now. So, The last thing we'll talk about that's not entertainment stuff is Premier Games has shut down. I think the first ever Prima Games strategy guide I got was for Pokemon Red. I I never really got... Got them, but I would read them in like stores. I think the, like the one I remember reading a lot was like Mario RPG. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh... there was some really, really weird shit in that game that like you kind of needed a guide for some of it. <laughs> I got like most of mine are Brady because they're the ones that do the Final Fantasy yeah. games. And also Zelda, that's a Brady one as well, but. Um, yeah, I mean, with the internet and GameFAQs and... Yeah, that's, like, I would like, say GameFAQs probably was a pretty big hit against them. I mean, the mm-hmm. nice thing about, like, uh... Well, now, like, every freaking big website has their own wiki to, like, every big game, so what's the point? Well, it's not even that. Like, I mean, I imagine, like, GameFAQs, like, hit them pretty hard, but mm-hmm. the thing with the guides was they had, like, pictures and stuff like that. The biggest problem was YouTube. Because when you have people yeah. just doing like full, full walkthroughs, you know, full complete walkthroughs, it's like, okay, yeah. why am yeah. I going to buy this fifteen or twenty dollar book? <laughs> I mean, you know, credit to them for like, you know, they would try to do stuff on their website and all that stuff, and but it, just like magazines, just I mean, Game Informer. Honestly, I feel like if Game Informer didn't have that deal with GameStop, they wouldn't even do the print magazine at all anymore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like credit to them for still lasting as long as they have. There's a lot of people that got their start in writing guides and are now, you know, writing for websites or, or all that sure. stuff. So, you know, it was a part of the industry that was important. You needed guides for certain, I mean, like, even though this was a Nintendo Power thing, like I don't know how I would have beat Golden Sun without the guide for that because there's just parts of that game that it's like, what the hell? Where am I supposed to find this Digin thing? Yeah, like, you know, it, and there's a there were a lot of games like that, you know, before we had YouTube, just giving you walkthrough of any game you freaking wanted. Yeah, you needed to go out there and buy that fifteen twenty dollar guide. So, you know, um. It's a sign of the times, I guess. It's a sad thing. Uh, those days just becoming more and more novelties. Like, I had the Final Fantasy XV one because I had, at one point, all the Final Fantasy guides. Well, um, the other the other kind of inherent problem is yeah. games are getting patched and updated. Yes, that too. Like, uh, I think I was reading a guide for, I think it was like, what was it? Or all the DLC that gets added to, yeah. yeah. I was reading a guide for, uh, damn it, what's that? What's the RPG on the 360 and PS3 one? No, uh, Eternal Sonata. That was it. Yes, that one. And I think I was reading like the official guide, 
and I was like, oh, this item is here. It's supposed to be like right here, and it wasn't. And I read later that like, oh, it's in the PS3 version, but the Xbox 361. It's a like, great. That game was so weird how they did that with it. Yeah. That was one of the games that, like, the first games that showed the differences between the 360 and the PS3. Yeah. Uh, when they would well, make things. I think Sonata came out, like, a year later on three, or PS3, so mm-hmm. they changed like, yeah. a bunch of items and stuff around. Ah, well. Sorry, Prima Games. Yeah. It's just how it goes with print stuff now. Uh, first of all, I should have done this at the beginning, but, uh, rest in peace, Stan Lee. Yep. Uh, I mean, he lived a long, to live to 95 is no joke, man. Well, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame, but also like his last few years weren't particularly great from what it sounds like. So, yeah, I mean, he lost his wife as well the previous year. Um, yeah. And I think he's—I think he's like being taken advantage of by like his either his daughter or like his like business partners or something. And like there was one one dude like trying to sell like Stanley's blood and like pens, which was like the really hell? creepy. Yeah, that is freaking weird as hell. Like he like okay. you know basically like bled Stan dry literally, and was like having him sign like his own you know blood on like covers of comics. Yeah, of course, uh, Stanley. I think his most famous thing that he's given credit for is Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man, I mean, Marvel. Like you just say, Marvel, that, really. the Avengers. You know, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men. Uh, yeah, yeah, X-Men. I mean, a lot of the what you think of Marvel today would not exist without the help of Stanley. I, I don't want to say like he created. Everything is well, a co-creation with other people. Yeah, so, it was like but... it was mainly like him. He, him was he was like the create like written creative force. Like Jack Kirby was like the artistic one, really. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have, think about like what they did with Black Panther way back then. Uh, like he really, the way you see him in the movie, he really was that forward thinking way back in the freaking sixties. Yeah. You know, so and that's during the times of civil rights and and everything like that. So like for them to, you know, two Jewish guys to to well, put. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it's funny because like you know uh, Bill Maher has been going like oh if you like Stan Lee if you like comics you're a nerd or like that's why he, I think he said like that's why Trump won, and it's like when Stan Lee died there was you know a huge outpouring of support and. Mm-hmm. Like sadness, like when Bill Maher dies, most people are going to be dancing in the streets. <laughs> yeah, people. Even even like liberals, like <laughs> like come on now, like let's let's not. Why do we have to be like that about you know someone passing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh So yeah, it's just. It is, uh, it's sad. It's really sad to lose him. I mean, uh, he still has some, he makes a, a great appearance in the Spider-Man game. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they've filmed like a few more cameos of him. I don't know if they'll use him or not. Yeah, but... he'll be in the Avengers 4, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Like they'll probably make sure they show that one. Uh, which, by the way, if for some if on Christmas, uh, Avengers: Infinity War hits Netflix, so people, I guess you can. I just bought the. I mean, the Blu-ray is like six bucks from Best Buy right now. Yeah, that too. Uh, but yeah, it's just, he is. It's you wouldn't have modern Marvel. You wouldn't have these movies that you watch now. The MCU, none of that without the help of uh, Stan Lee, and yeah, uh, you got to give him all that credit, and he would tell you about it. <laughs> I mean, he's well. probably the biggest guy in comics. Yes. Like, ever, well, really. I mean, he certainly promoted himself. That's that's not uh, bad to say. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah, f- before we, uh, well, uh, we'll do it before we I talk about the game or, or whatever. But uh, also, Marvel Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow got renewed for Season 7 before Season 6 even airs. I, when I read it, it's like a, a cost thing. Like if they lock in the uh, contracts of the you know key actors and it's cheaper. Uh, well, it's also Disney. They have the money to just blow uh, like that. It's it's surprising because ABC seems pretty down in that show. <laughs> like it's on, on like Friday night at 10. I think like it's no just because it. of that streaming service coming. I wonder if they're trying to like think people will subscribe to Disney and Disney Plus and like watch some of the, you know whenever these then you know that Loki show comes on and some of these other things and maybe it'll bring new interest maybe in Agents of Shield I, I, I think though if they ha- if they're going to do that Agents of Shield has to be on that service and it would then have to be inter- interacting with those characters well remember they're going to do a thing with Hulu where yeah. you'll get Hulu with it and that's on Hulu so um you know that they're hoping that that pairing will will do something because now they own what like thirty percent more of Hulu. Yeah. So. Uh, yes, there will be a Loki series with Tom Hiddleston, so that's pretty awesome for Disney Plus to to be able to do that. Uh, I am excited. I know you don't probably care, but I'm excited about a Rogue One prequel series with Cassian uh, Andor. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> I know you don't care, but I like that movie, so. Uh, uh like the character, I, I mean, I guess the character was relatively okay, even though it's basically a Han Solo clone. Yeah, basically. Uh, like the actor was fine enough. My problem really is just like, it seems like a bad idea. And then like them going like, oh, Gina Carano's in it. And it's like, okay. I can't wait to shove her in a mask so you can never see her actor, you know, her facial expression. <laughs> Rogue One was probably the one that used, like, masks the least, though. So there's yeah. a chance she might not. It was funny because I was inter- uh, arguing with some guy on Twitter about uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Phasma in, like, the new yeah. Star Wars films. And I was basically like, she, I mean... She's she a doesn't fine actress. do anything. Yeah, she's a fine actress, but you wouldn't know that from the films. And he was going like, "Oh, you should show, show respect." Like, you know, she's in Game of Thrones and she does all this other stuff. But it's like, yeah, except to shove her in a fucking chrome stormtrooper outfit, so you don't you can't see her act okay, or emote. That's the or point, anything. though. You're not talking about what she does in Game of Thrones. You're talking about what she does as Captain yeah. Phasma, and as Captain she, Phasma, she is shortchanged and she, she literally, you literally could have stuck a stunt woman in that suit 
you know, had exactly. her voice again, like they did with Darth Vader back in the day, and say, yeah, "Screw they it." Don't they? Don't need her to do that character. Honestly, I feel the same way about uh, Oscar Isaac in X Men Apocalypse. You know, why oh. are you casting him in that role when who cares? And uh, Idris Elba in Star Trek Beyond, who's like the bad guy. He's in it for like, you see him in like three minutes, and then he's like, he's crawling all this stupid makeup for like 20 minutes. It's like, why? Just cast a stuntman. Like, who cares? Yeah. Uh... Like, you can have Idris Elba voice him. That's fine. But, and when he turns back into human form, you can have him being be like Idris Elba then. But it just always shouldn't be walking around with, like, you know, 15 pounds of prosthetic makeup on. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes just having that name, they need it for the to get people oh, interested. One quick one quick question about the Star Wars thing, though. You think they'll have the, the robot droid back in it? Probably. He was funny. I imagine he was that was expensive, though. Yeah, I, he might make an appearance or something. I don't think he'll be there all the time. Yeah, or he might just be on the ship. <laughs> yep, that could be as well. Breaking Bad is getting a movie. Uh, that's not surprising because Vince uh, Gilligan. Gilligan was very adamant that he was not done with Breaking Bad and that he always had a plan for a movie at some point. Um Obviously, unless this goes back in time or whatever, Brian Cranston would have to spoilers. But this show is old, so you can bite me if you get mad. Uh, Brian Cranston uh, is died, so he, he probably will not be in the ser- in the movie much. Yeah, I mean they'll uh, have him for like a flashback or like yeah. some dream sequence or something, or things that he did that weren't in the show or something. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming Jesse Pinkman will, you know, Aaron Paul will will be the main guy here. Um, yeah, they, I think they already said that, or they said that. Yeah, so, and that's fine. Like, I, I'm cool with the movie, uh, even if it doesn't air in theaters. Like, I think it's really weird that, like, old shows, I mean, it's not even that old necessarily, but like these shows are getting, like, movie prequels or sequels. Like, uh, The Sopranos, is. I think they just cast some guy for that like the sopranos movie i should say and like uh deadwood is filming their sequel movie mm-hmm. now it's like okay deadwood and sopranos are like old enough though that you could make a case for them to get movies you know like it those stories are having far enough in the mind that breaking yeah. bad is still relatively fresh like yeah. You know. Um but hey, it's it's a huge uh series for TV history, so why not? One that, one that I've yet to finish. <laughs> you should I have get the complete <laughs> I have the complete series too. I'm just I think I made it through like season 4 and I was like I don't really like any of these characters. <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh, well that's a problem if you want to keep going unless you're yeah. just going to hate watch it. I, I, the show's not like the Flash level bad. I, it's not a bad show. I just, I, I just don't like shows like every character is kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> but he, but like the point is that it's not like the, he just. Well, I know it's like the decline of you know uh, 
Walter White. Right. But even like a season four, I'm like, okay, he gets what is... he deserves. I mean, it's yeah. not like you know he just gets to revel in being a freaking drug uh, kingpin. Drug kingpin. Yeah. So he doesn't have uh, like the, to- the Tony Montana moment. Moment. Right. Uh yeah. I mean, I loved it, so I'm excited for this. And I know yeah. there's obviously a lot of people that are so. Sure. You know. Uh, also, I'm excited for Fruits Basket getting a full manga anime adaptation because the one that came out in 2001 was about the first six chapters of the manga and it wasn't the full thing. So thank you to the one cool thing about Sony taking Funimation away from Crunchyroll and Verve is that it looks like Sony's putting more money into Funimation now. And making it a thing really worth that six ninety nine or five ninety nine, whatever it is that I pay for that. Um, they well, just funny. go on. No, they just added a ten, ten of the thirteen or however many of the freaking DBZ movies there are um, to the service for you to watch. So they used to only have the first movie. So it's fun. It's funny you say that because well. I just got Persona 4, the animation Blu-ray, like, I think, like, a week and a half ago. <laughs> oh, really? And I already had the DVD set, but the Blu-ray was, like, 20 bucks, so, yeah. Nice. Sure. Hey, that's not bad. Like, when those sales are there, take advantage of them. It's um, funny, because, like, the DVD now is, like, ridiculously expensive on Amazon. Oh, I saw that. It's like, why? <laughs> Even the Blu-ray went back up to, like, 50-something, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's okay. I, I, you kind of expect that. Or it's like it's like thirty six right now, which not that bad necessarily, but still. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to talk about the uh, our Devil May Cry show. Oh yes, we did. Well, we're watching. Good, we're talking about TV stuff, so it works here. So Eddie Shankar, the whole number of the rumor was that it might be a Zelda series. Well, not. It's actually, he's making a Devil May Cry series. It's not guaranteed that it's going to Netflix, but it's going to share a universe with Castlevania. Somehow. Even though okay. they're two different game publishers. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to do it. It's in a multiverse with Castle with uh, Castlevania. I think, uh, I imagine, like, someone may just make a cameo, or, like, maybe at the end of uh, Devil May Cry, like, the show, like... He wakes up and he's in like Dracula's castle or something. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. Something like that. I mean, it's uh, cool. Like, I like that yeah. idea. That why I not? I don't know. I kind of I kind of don't want a DMC show necessarily. Like, I would say there are better properties. I'd want more of a cartoon show, but you know. But at least it won't be. It's not going to be the '90s cartoon shows that were all like really goofy. Yeah, I mean, I love what they've been able to do with Castlevania. It's actually made me interested in playing the games more. And, yeah, I hope that, you know, I don't know if Devil May Cry will do that same thing, but who knows, if it's really good, then I have faith in Adi Shankar right now. Yeah. And making animation stuff. Uh, For some reason... Well, I know why they're doing it, because they want to get money out of these properties, but for some reason, someone thinks that we need to reboot Shrek and Puss in Boots. And uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> why? Leave stuff alone. 
Yeah. Um, apparently, the Illumination Animation CEO, uh, Chris Melandry, actually doesn't want to necessarily reboot the series as much as he wants to, like, move the series along, but they may not necessarily be sequels. But he wants to keep Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, and Antonio Banderas in there. Well, these guys aren't doing anything, so yeah, uh, why not? Uh, I mean, thing, it's a bad idea. The only thing I could see working, kind of, is like if you just remade the first movie with the same like, voices again. Well, what, like, what are you gonna make? The, the first movie was the best movie. I, I mean, from just an animation standpoint, I mean that movie was almost twenty years old. Well, I agree that, but I don't know. It's just, you should. Man, they really went bad with all those sequels. So like, man, they would really have to do I, something great. I would say also the biggest problem with those movies is like all the pop culture crap. It's like really weirdly out of place. I, again, it worked for the first movie after that. It just got ridiculous. You should look up on YouTube. Cause there's like a few clips, clips of it of, uh, Chris Farley doing Shrek. Oh, really? Because he has, like, a very different take on the character. Because <laughs> he was the original voice, I mean, before he died, but... I shall do that at some point. I, like, I loved Shrek when I was a kid, like, when I was in high school or whatever. Like, my dad was huge into that. We, like, the soundtrack was awesome, yeah, uh, you know there was a lot of things going for it. Uh, I mean, I obviously had an all star cast at that point, but I don't know. It, maybe they can it, make it, it work. It aged a lot worse than like Toy Story did. <laughs> Toy Story, though, like it's that's a classic. Like it's like there are things about Toy Story that will touch generations from now. Like, but Shrek just. It's not but in that same vein. The Queen song in Shrek doesn't do that? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, I, I still need to watch both the Kingsman movies. Uh, but yes, Taron Egerton one, is not going to be in it. First one's great. Second one, not, not so much. <laughs> oh, no. It's fine. It's just not quite as good as the first one. Ah. There's a really great sequence in the first one, too. Well, are you upset about him not being in it, or? Uh, well, I think the second, the third one's supposed to be like a weird prequel, uh, so I guess it wouldn't make sense if he's in it. it. I mean, it might be fine. Uh, I know they were talking about doing like a spinoff with like, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy from or who did they cast as? What's his name? Chris. Damn it! I can't. Uh, uh, Channing Tatum, uh, oh. his character, uh, that would be bad. Like he was very inconsequential in the second movie. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> I, I imagine his uh, Taron uh, Egerton's Robin Hood movie is going to suck ass, like all Robin Hood movies do. <laughs> uh, I think I saw a four point five on IGN when I was going through there. Yeah. So Yo, Robin Hood does not play anymore. It doesn't. <laughs> It hasn't for a long time. I don't know why they keep doing this. That and, like, King Arthur movies. Like, no. That, too. Just stop. After that, like, Clive Owen one. Yeah. With Keira Knightley, when Keira Knightley was still, like, sort of 
popular. Yeah. Like, that didn't work either. Stop. But they keep trying to make, like, you know, weird, like, historical movies. I was like, please don't. Just don't. Yep. They don't work. Move on. Uh, so, all we have left is to talk about the games we've been playing. I just want to go ahead so we don't have to do this later. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of games that have come out, and, like, since we did the show, a lot of, you know, Spyro came out, Hitman 2, uh, Fallout 76, which don't bother, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee as well. And uh, that SNK 40th anniversary collection uh, came out too. Warframe's on Switch now. Uh, Beat Saber came out. Uh, Bending the Ink Machine's on Switch. If you're waiting to play that on a console, Battlefield 5 came out to like no one talking about it. And Wreckfest as well. And Darksiders 3 comes out next week. Uh, so I don't know if anybody's saving money out there for that or or what, but. Just know that it's uh, coming out. Uh, I'm sort of interested in that Nairi Tower of Shirin uh, game that comes out next week. Skyforce Reloaded also comes out next week. And, yeah. Pro Fishing Simulator. Can't wait. Go go check that out. Uh, So, yes. Games we have been playing. You have been playing more Red Dead. You can go oh, first because I know you're going to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, so Pokemon is everything I wanted it to be. Um, but the, the but the Pokemon aren't fuzzy enough, like in that trailer. Let's talk about that trailer first. I, you know what? It's funny. I don't care about the Pokemon being fuzzy or whatever. Uh, I thought they didn't. They nailed Pikachu. Um, some of the other Pokemon are weird, like Jigglypuff. <laughs> Uh, but, like, Ryan Reynolds being Pikachu is just really funny, and I think I'm gonna like the story. I'm glad like... that they didn't do Ash first as the first well, he's movie. Not, he's not even the main character in that sh- in the game, though. So no, he's not, but I'm glad that they didn't do, like, oh, let's do Pokemon the movie, but live action. Like, I'm glad that they, See, they did that's, the hit, it that's Pikachu hard. thing. I think that would be hard, though, because, like, what story would you have Ash tell? <laughs> like, I lost. I'm a loser. So it's like, uh, no, but... Like, I the mean, reason, like, that... Well, the reason, that, like, Pokemon movie, like, the first one, the original one, did okay, kind of, was because it was based on the anime that, you know, ran for well, 100 episodes. Well, it was, like, when Pokemon was super freaking popular, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, it still is, but I'm saying that's when it first, like, hit the scene, so... Uh, it wouldn't have mattered what you made that movie about. People were going to go see it. Um, like, you know, it's just, like I really think they did a great job. There's a lot of odes to Pokemon in there, in the trailer. Just, I, I really like the what they did with Pikachu, though. He just, the voice is good. The lines were funny. The Mr. Mime part was hilarious. Um... I, I want to see more of it, obviously. Like, I'm excited. I think there was so many things they could have done wrong, and somehow they, it works. Like, I, I don't know. I know you're not a big Pokemon fan, but, what, like, what do you think? Of... I mean, it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit for, like, this generation. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Who Framed Roger Rabbit's a good movie. 
I like it. Like, that's kind of my thought. Like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. just kind of redoing that. <laughs> Do you like Ryan Reynolds's? It sounded a little strange, but it, it'll be fine. I actually, the thing I actually like more, I don't know if you saw it, but the Lego Movie 2 trailer came out, like, yesterday. I haven't seen that yet, no. So there's a bit, they introduce a new character, like, I forget the guy's name, he's a Captain Awesome or something. Hmm. Uh, he's also voiced by Chris Pratt. And oh. it, it, his joke is, like, I think like Chris Pratt as uh, Emmett goes, like, oh, what do you do? And this guy goes, like, oh, I'm a... Uh, uh, what is he goes? I'm a uh, dinosaur expert. Uh, I'm an intergalactic like superhero. He he lists like five or six things, and it's just basically all of callbacks like Chris Pratt's like work for the past like five years. Ah, uh, that's great. Awesome. Uh, uh... No, I think that Pokemon thing looks fine. I, I don't think I'll probably see it necessarily. I know you will. Uh, but sure. Yeah, so Pokemon Let's Go, I had the I got the Pikachu version. Um like it is I honestly I really hope that when the one that comes out next year happens, they give you an option to either fight the wild Pokemon or catch them like go. Um I honestly prefer not having to do the wild battles. Like those got annoying. Um, but also there's parts, there's times where like the catching mechanic gets annoying because they just keep getting out of the Pokeball constantly when you get to the, like the higher level Pokemon. And I know that's the point, but it's also just really frustrating. Um, so like, I don't know, maybe an in-between of that. I don't know how you can do that, but. I don't know that I want to do the wild battles all the time, but it is amazing to be able to see the Pokemon on screen out in the wild without having to, like, you know, oh, you're scrolling through a bunch of grass, and then something randomly appears. Like, to see them there, and then you can decide whether you want to fight, whether you want to catch something or not, is is really cool. Um, like, traveling through Kanto again, and getting to do it with Anaya, too, because I'm the perfect person for this like and i got to play with me and we got to do the double catching thing and uh also throw underhanded you won't miss if you throw overhanded the camera is wonky so just a tip for people like i know that you want to throw it like a baseball or throw it like ash or whatever but don't does, because yeah, yeah it doesn't kind of like pitch it out <laughs> yeah it's like he's throwing a pitch yeah so like don't do that because it'll go to the left or whatever or, or not. Every time I threw underhanded, never had a problem. Uh, I mean, they do move around like the Pokemon when they get to like the harder, like the evolution. So you're going to have that problem, but um, it's easier if you throw underhanded. Uh, just the like seeing the gym leaders and like what they would look like if this was like a higher resolution game is, it's really cool. Um, you know, just, it's like getting to go through that again. I really enjoyed yellow when it first came out and like just getting that, like feeling like Pokemon's a living world in a game. Finally is, is like really awesome. So, um, and they've added like neat, neat little touches. Like I'm inside the Pokemon tower where I was inside the Pokemon tower. I'm going 
over to Celadon City, and that's where I stopped. Uh, the fact that they have like ghosts actually chase you and try to get you to like get you know they it makes you go back down to floor one if you don't escape them. Um, when you're essentially inside like a haunted mansion the whole time, like I thought that was a nice little touch to make it feel more like. You know, they're, you're scared of ghosts. You should be. Um, just, you know, it's, I just thought that they, they did a really good job with it. And uh, f- yes, it is easy. Yes, I have a really big problem with the whole they didn't let you take off experience share. Uh, because the Pokemon level too fast. Um, but, you know, to be fair, like most of the trainers, they do have them like level to you. At least there was, like, ace trainers and stuff like that that they add in that weren't there in the original game that do do that. So, And you also have a different um, rival, and he's not he's not an asshole. He's nice, uh, but you battle him a lot more than you ever did with Blue. So, you know, you'll get that as well. There's a lot, a lot more trainers in this game. So uh, if you don't like the catching thing... Once you get past the first couple of hours, there's going to be so many trainers that you don't, you're not going to have to catch uh, to level up. You know, the grind is not as bad as a normal Pokemon game. So, um, that being said, it probably will want, I've seen people say it take them like 15 hours to beat the game. Uh, if you don't like try to catch a lot of Pokemon or, Try to, you know, if you're, like, navigating and not beating a lot of the trainers, um, you can beat it really fast. So, just be aware. Uh, and I would say the Pokeball works fine. Um, it took me a while to figure out how to move with it. Because depending on how you hold it, you might wind up inverted. So, you have to make sure you hold it right. Uh, but, uh, also getting Mew at the beginning of a game is weird, <laughs> but, um, he obviously helps you a lot, so, you know, between Pikachu and Mew, you can, like, decimate, you know, trainers pretty quickly, so that's another thing, too. If you want to have a challenge, don't use them, uh, as much, but Pikachu is absolutely adorable. They add so much stuff with him. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, if you didn't love Pikachu... Uh, before enough, you're gonna love him to death by the time you get done with that game because he's just super cute all the time. And uh, there's like one time where you get through this part and he, you go up to it because there's a thing that tells you like he wants your attention, and you go up to him and he gives you like a thing of flowers and you're like, how can you hate that? You know. So yeah, it's just I I think Nintendo did a great job with with it. I didn't care about Pokemon Go at all. I still don't. But I don't hate... Like, I thought I was gonna... There's gonna be a lot I didn't... I was gonna be like, Oh, they butchered one of my favorite games ever. And I I just really feel like I waited. And I... I it was all worth the wait. So, if you're one of those on the fence, I would say, get it. You're gonna enjoy it more than you think. Sure. <laughs> so, you kind of hinted at, like... You don't like Red Dead? No. No? After uh, playing it? <laughs> well, first of all, it's really buggy. Uh, buggy, like, it's, it's the buggiest Rockstar game I've come across. Which is, like, saying, like, 
Those games are actually. I mean, but it's also probably the most like ambitious as far as like what they do. So no. you're gonna run into that. In GTA Five was like way more ambitious. Well, with you know the people, all the story elements and. and oh, you like, mean like the... you mean like the three characters that disappeared from my camp for an entire chapter. And like Rockstar's oh. like, oh, we, we know about that. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm glad you know. How about a patch? <laughs> Uh, like I got money in the game. There's a a, a funny uh, infinite money glitch you can do, and nothing to spend it on. Yeah, but don't you like get money quick enough anyway that like eventually it doesn't matter? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing is, I mean, I did the glitch. I got like ten grand in cash, maybe like eleven, I think. And like I I spent I bought on everything I could possibly buy out, and I'm down like to eight grand now, and that's it. <laughs> That's not much. Yeah, and it's really fun. Like I, I bought, I already, I already bought every practically every uh, camp upgrade I could buy, and then it's constantly funny, like to hear characters go like, "Oh, I'm so, we're so poor," and it's like, "Here, yeah, <laughs> I have <right>. a wallet." <laughs> uh, I, I don't like how the character moves that much. Uh, I really hate the horse. Uh, like, yeah, driving. I've heard that the horse is really annoying. Yeah. Um, so you don't combat. feed your horse and do all that? Yeah, you gotta feed it, and then you gotta, like, clean it constantly. It gets, like, dirty. Uh, the targeting in the game is just bad. Or, like, the... Like, El- like they just put too many things... Like, they have too much stuff going on for the controls to handle correctly. Because a lot of controls get, like, context-sensitive. Sen- sen- like, mm-hmm. like, hold L2 to target someone, and then you have, like a, me- like, a menu pop-up that says, like, oh, you can rob them or greet them or like antagonize them but if there's like different stuff like if there's different targetable items the game kind of freaks out like i've punched my horse like two or three times when i'm just trying to like brush it because like the menu doesn't work or something <laughs> and i hit the I hit the button thinking it's going to work and it doesn't so the dead eye doesn't help with the targeting or it's fine like i mean the dead eye is helpful for combat I don't like the core system at all. Like the fact that you have like these like, you know, little cir- little items you have to constantly refill. Like the dead eye goes way too, way too quickly. It drains constantly when you use it. And I'm, I I got like level seven dead eye, and it's still like you can use it for like ten seconds and it's gone. Wow. Uh Yeah, I think it's a kind of hard game. It's not like hard like. This is challenging. It's hard. Like it's cheap. Uh, yeah, it's just really weird. Like I still like the character. Like the game world's kind of okay, um, but it's very boring to me. Like even compared to like Red Dead One. Like I like that game quite a bit. Uh, yeah. And then it, and then moving around kind of slow doesn't help. I'm sure. No, I mean, I have, you can get, like, fast travel, which is strange. It, well, it, it's weird how much stuff Red Dead 1 had this game does not have. Like, in Red Dead 1, you can fast travel from your camp. Like, whatever, you know, you, you could just put a marker down and you just fast travel to it. Or you could, like, cheat in poker, and then, you know, if you got caught, you got, like, a du- in a duel. Uh, this game, you have, like, a ton of outfits to buy, and that's about it. <laughs> Where you can go to like a photography studio, which feels like really out of place. Like you're making like <sighs> selfie, like it's just like selfie cam or something. 
It's like not every game needs this. Uh so I mean, do you like the like random like people coming up and some of them are okay, but most of them are like a lot. I got a lot like, I mean, there's a trope of like the guy like he got poison if you either suck the poison out or give him like a health tonic. But I, I'm getting I got like I hit like four different people who go like, oh, I'm I'm out of uh, food and water. Can you give me a ride back to town? And I go like, sure. And they just try to jack your horse, like they just throw you off, and I like, try to ride away. Mm-hmm. And it's like I get up way too quickly, and I can just shoot you. Like, care, <laughs> you know, this takes 20 seconds and I'm done, you know, I just keep going on my way. Right. It was also funny because I hit it, I finally hit chapter four tonight. And I think there's only two left to go. I'm really trying to like mainline the game now or like doing the stranger missions, but just avoiding anything else. And I had a, like, there's a quest where like two kids stole my wallet. So I'm chasing this kid in like this big town. And the first thing I tried to do is shoot him, and it wouldn't wouldn't let me do it. And I'm like, no, someone took my water to shoot him in the head. <laughs> like, okay, I don't care if he's a kid or not. Oh, uh, they, 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 yeah, you couldn't do that. Imagine the shit Rockstar would get. Is this? It, and it's funny because there's a whole bunch of challenges like in the first game, but they're really hard to pull off. Uh like one of them is like get five bird kills from a moving train. So I climbed on a train that was moving. I shot a bird and I instantly got wanted because like the, you know, the people in the train heard me, you know, fire a gun and I got freaked out. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Like what kind of stupid challenge is this? (laughs) Or like one challenge is like get three, uh, uh, like hunter bird, uh, kills with with a uh, tomahawk, and it's like I've yet to see any bird that hunts or like any carnivorous bird. So who? There's no vulture. Or... There may be, but the map is so uh, poorly like explained or like they have like icons for you know where animals are. Like oh, here's a bear looking icon. So the bears are here. I'm like, I think the first game just had maps that you could just buy that would just tell you where everything was. That's the way they want you to experience the game. Yeah. I guess. I, I just think it's, I think it's too, like, I realize it's a Western game, but I, I think it's just too slow. Uh, and, yeah, just the bugs annoy me, and, it, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> I, I think my favorite Rockstar game is Bully still. Well, you're not alone in the whole it's too slow thing. I've heard a lot of that, so. And... Like, I don't, you know, I don't care that, you know, my ho- they modeled horse testicles or, you know, horse shitting or whatever. Like, good job. That doesn't make this game any more fun. Yeah, <laughs> the people that, like, really defend it, my gosh, they're ridiculous about it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, people cannot like something. Yeah, I, the thing is, it's a it's an extremely well made game. Like, I'm not gonna yes. say like, oh, it's a bad game. Uh, cause I even I even had problems like that with the first one to an extent, but I got over it. Like, I think the story was picking up. This game, the story doesn't pick up or it hasn't yet. And I think yeah. the, just the environment is too small. <laughs> I've uh, yeah, I mean, like I've heard a lot of that of just the people that 
really like it. Okay, they like it, and they just got so into the story, and they love both parts of the story, and all that. And the people that feel like you, they're just kind of like they get to that point, and um, well, it's it was, not, yeah, yeah, where they just like, oh my god, I want to mainline this. I want to be done with it. I want to just be done with it and not have to play it again. And like you know, and it, well, yeah. Well, it's funny because like, you listened to the uh, Beast cast last week, and you were telling me right. like you were telling me about Dan Reichert, like saying a lot of the same things. And I listened to it, and I'm like, I, I disagree with him on certain things, but overall yeah. I agree. But I have a friend uh, who's like playing it. He's like, oh, I completely disagree with that. But he's like, you know, f- five hours in the game. He's <laughs> not, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's you haven't experienced the like when you get to that you know 30 40 hour you're like oh my god like let's go yeah yeah even jason schreier who loved it he said man i wish it was 30 percent shorter yeah like you know uh and then it was funny because he's he does the kotaku split screen with uh, kirk hamilton and i think kirk hamilton was saying that he's at that point just like dan where he's just like okay i'm just trying to mainline this like let's get it over with and i'm well, like yeah one funny thing is like i'm i have to I'm trying to create like this talisman to. Uh, I think it's supposed to increase your dead eye meter or something. Mm-hmm. I'm find, trying to find like a silver chain bracelet, and whenever you do a mission in the game, you kill dozens of guys. Right. Like, but you can never pick up loot because the game constantly is trying to push you forward in the mission. Mm-hmm. And I say, like, no, I want. <laughs> Give me five minutes. Let me pick up all this stupid loot and see if I can get this one thing I need. Right. Because I can't buy the thing. And it literally won't let you? No. Like, I, I just did a mission where uh, there's a big mission where you have to, like, in, uh, invade this then mansion. Then why does it drop loot if it doesn't let you pick it up? I mean, you can. Uh, but, you know, the characters are constantly going, oh, we need help kicking in this door. Or, you know, come on and come in, come in the house and, like, let's let's go. And I'm like, there are 15 enemies here. You know, I, I could be picking up crap from. Give me, a, you know, a minute. <laughs> and and every mission like, ends shut up with and leave like, me alone. I'm trying to pick up my loot, damn it. Yeah, and, and every mission ends with you basically like, you know, going away in your horse. So all yeah. the loot basically disappears. And it's like, ugh. Well, any other game you want to? Uh, talk about? I, I did. I did play Tetris Effect. I beat it. The story mode, like at least on normal, it's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really good music. I think, uh, like, good interde- interaction with like the Tetris goings on. Uh, and I actually bought the Room Three on Steam. How is how is that? Uh, it seems better than the Room Two. Uh, so it's like a puzzle game, right? Or yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's formal. It's a, mainly a mobile game. Uh, okay. And, like, you're supposed to, like, use touch controls to, like, interact or manipulate, you know, things in the game. Like, to open a door, you have to, like, turn the knob or, like, pull it open and stuff like that. So they kind of emulate that with the mouse, which is okay. Uh, It's just kind of, it's good. I, it's just very esoteric. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, you know, you're staring at this box, you know, for two minutes and then the trying to figure out how to open it in the game. So I'm like, oh, if you look in this one corner, you can see the, the scrape mark for, like, the latch. And I'm like, well, thank God you pointed it out, because I, I could be here for 20 minutes and not see it, and then just get pissed <laughs> off and turn it off. Right. Uh, 
but yeah, I like it. It's very, it's very solitary and slow, but I mean, I like a good puzzle game, so sure. Uh, I mentioned I did the upgrade to the um, World of Final Fantasy Maxima. I restarted my game, so I haven't gotten to um, any of the actual like getting to play as one of the Final Fantasy characters. Like, I got to the point where you on like Cecil, uh, you know, figures out that he's or not Cecil, the you the Warrior of Light figures out who he is. Yeah. And then I got into a forest area, and it, I ran into the first, like, where it freaking says, oh, you can't progress unless you get this one monster that has this one attack. And then Pokemon came out, and I haven't played it again. But it's like, I hate that freaking monster blocking thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, I wish they wouldn't have done that. It's like, just let me get whatever monster I want, not have to make me get certain ones. Um, I, hate, I yeah. hated in that game all the stupid lingo that they invented. Like the that prismariums too. and all the stupid crap. Well, the prismarium a, was there before. I, but I mean, it's called a Pokeball. Like, who cares? <laughs> well, like, they have to, though. They can't call it a Pokeball. Well, call like, it, like, the Ball of Light. Like... Yeah. I, and it, how, how are you enjoying that, uh... Moogle dialogue. Oh, the well, I was used to him from before. The yeah. the this and the that. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's annoying, but there's worse things. Uh yeah. I mean, and then you have the uh, Edna Cross that looks like she could be Kuja's girlfriend or sister. Uh so there's that. Uh, but no, I mean it. I haven't gotten to experience whatever was worth $16, so I can't comment on that yet, but I like the game. Like, I like those kids, you know, fine. It's just the monster thing is annoying. Uh, Aside from that, like, I I remember things that I liked about the game, like the stacking thing and and all that, like, you know. There are, so, it's it's funny how you can break parts of that game if you get like certain char- certain monsters. <laughs> yes, that too. Uh, like I never getting the behemoth and. Yeah, or I think I got like an Odin, and I just like just could just destroy almost anything I come across. God, I love how there's always a switch tax on everything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like Bendy costs twenty on PS4 and Xbox One, and it's thirty on Switch because it's on friggin' Switch. So well, ridiculous. I bought no one other game. I bought. I only played the first first level or first two levels was Sonic Mania. Um, ah, it was like seven Sonic bucks Mania. on Steam, and four you know fourteen everywhere else. It's like t- tough choice here, <laughs> right? But good, good, really good music, and I'm terrible at the bonus levels. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's I, I I I know what I'm supposed to do, but I think a, I'm using a 360 controller, and it's just very inaccurate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's it sure. for uh, this week. We talked for like two and a half hours, so and it's also 5 o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast. So, um, yeah, you know, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, don't go crazy on Black Friday and, you know. Uh, I, oh, I am. Hit I'm going people to be... with stuff. Like, 
Buying meant plan- and, and being dangerous, so you buy whatever you want, you know. No, well, uh, my plan, I'm going to a uh, used DVD store uh, where everything's going to be half off. Oh, nice. And if you spend $100, you get a $25 coupon. Nice. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bad. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, enjoy that time with your family, and we will see you next week. Yep, later. Later, everybody.